Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some rich churches. Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in radio land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live on this, the 25th of January. Can you believe it's already that far into the year 2020? Uh, <laughs> He's such an old man. What? Can you believe it's already 2020? No, I'm just saying it's the. Tw- I'm just saying. Can you believe it's I'm gonna the twenty fifth day of twenty twenty? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna write some one liners for you to open the show with, so you don't have to talk did, about the day of the month. Didn't and we talk about you just doing that? I or mean, you just feel like you can't do both. It's too much for you. What's he it's gonna too do much then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll be non color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> He's so upset. All right, we can. You know what? Screw you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Go ahead. You're good at your job. I just, you know, yeah. I want to give you some content. Screw you. Listen, it's better than that whole, like, all the ships that sail at sea thing that he used to utter all Come the time. Come on. Yeah, that was great. That. That's classic a, radio. A tide rises all boats. Yeah. <laughs> he rises no, the raises. Everyone out there in radio land, come he, on. He steals it from other broadcasters. Yes, it's classic. It's paying tribute to classic broadcasters. It's like when guys are like, hey, let's go pay some bills. I used to have a program director that said, next time you say that, you're fired. You're never going to be on the air again on Long Island. He specifically like told me that. Is he looking for a job? Uh, actually, he actually, actually, yes, he is. He probably might it's be. Funny yeah. you mention it. <laughs> he just got let go at his With station. Me, of course, uh, Mr. Honest Abe. It, it, hello, is he in our producer and price range? No. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, South Florida. You could probably you get make, people to you move might from make New him York. A deal. Yeah, it, just tell him it's it's never uh, below. Well, I was going to say never below fifty, but the other day it was. So. Well, we might be able to upgrade. Finally, <laughs> I don't know if he'd be an upgrade. He's in his late seventies, so well, it's hard to downgrade. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Wow. Yeah. Listen, we could do a thing, be the producer for a week. Oh, let 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 like one somebody of your... a guest producer like somebody guest producer. Sweet. I mean, but wait. Then what here's... happens when you realize like how bad you really are? No, but here's the thing. You're saying guest produce. If we get like a guy in the industry, he's not going to have to do all the, the no, real like, work like, that I, I mean, do. Like get like real producers. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> and he admits to his fault. Yeah. No, but I meant like you know, if one of your staff members wants to do it for a week, like literally from like Sunday to Saturday, they do everything that I do during the week. And how much is that what are they going to do with the other like forty eight <laughs> hours of the week? Well, they have to have a real job too, like I do. One hundred and ninety six hours, and maybe left. somebody with a kid right. and a kid on the way. That Stop that would whining. be good. Oh, <laughs> you, you went to the kid zone. Look at you. Oh. How is Mama? She's good. Yeah, driving you nuts yet? You know, we went to the South Florida Fair yesterday, which was the probably cesspool? a mistake. I told you. I texted you one word. I know. When you told me you were going. What did We've, I say? Cesspool. <laughs> We've gone uh, a couple times. And- if I may, the only the best thing I've ever had to compare the fair, 
a fair. You've been to the fair? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, I didn't no, think no, so. I was really <laughs> shocked no, no, that Adam had gone no, to no, the fair. No, this is a Mick quote. Oh, who? Mitt Romney? No, the Mick. Oh, the Mick. This is a Mick quote. The fair is a lot like a strip club. All you do is spend money, and you come back smelling funny. Well, thanks. My wife's going to appreciate that. She's going to think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate, sadly enough. Did he ever come to Florida? Uh, only for, well, the May uncle. Yeah. I mean, so he doesn't. No. Okay. So he didn't want to do the show while he I, was I would there? love to get him on the show. You know, he was the, one of the original cast. Yeah. The, fir- the first show. The first wasn't he show. On? He was the first 13 weeks. We had Mick. no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get the Mick just on as a guest. He sounds like a pretty fascinating guy, right? Is um, he, isn't he the one that's retired at, what, his, at, at his young age? No, well, he was. He oh. was retired at one point. But, yeah, you know, the Mick and Adam being very close friends it kind of really puts it all in a nutshell on what you need to know about the Mick. Yeah, but there might be some key information he could give us oh, about Adam. Oh, he's got Adam. tons of information. Uh, that might be good. Well, he's got tons of information. But Is a, he on a, Facebook? A very, a very eccentric and unique <laughs> individual. So he's not on Facebook then? No, I think he is. He is. He is. Oh, I'll find him. I, can't, I can have his cell. Yeah, yeah, we should ask him if he wants to call in. <laughs> he's not going to come. He's a recluse, right? Oh, he'd right? call in. No, no, he'd come. He's not a recluse. No, no, he, he would he not, does, he, he would not if come he was to Florida. In town, if he was in town, he, he would, would come. He, no, he's never, in t- he's never coming back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. No. I'll get I'll get him here. Just like just like your grandma will the never Mick, show the up. The Mick is the famous guy who cooked who Adam cooked the pot roast for and when he didn't come home to have dinner with Adam, like he got like hate It was a Seinfeld sure. reference. He got hate texted, like, you know, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I'm never cooking dinner for you again. It was a Seinfeld joke. I'm making a Seinfeld reference, okay? <laughs> How does no one get that? Uh, I, I get it, but Mick seemed pretty worked up about it. It was, uh, but he was—you were pretty upset. I see. It was, some, no, it was not upset. I was trying to make a joke on a Seinfeld reference. Adam doesn't like to admit when he's upset because I think that means like he's like his like that Spock, he has feelings. Yeah, that Spock like <laughs> personality then is Paul, yeah. you know he, he'll never tell you like how crushed he still is that Lady M left. Oh, he actually, him and I have had discussions it's like a about deep, it. Deep wound. Yeah. And and he's more upset that she didn't talk, talk to him about, about it. Look at him! First. I don't want to talk about it. Look at him! Did you hear him? Did you hear him? Look at him! He's stoic though. Mm-hmm. Look at him! I don't want to talk about it. Did you like? Listen, I'm just I, I I'm just like amazed that there are any segments in his life that actually could create any kind of emotion. But why? Just because he got used to Emily, or because she listened to him? No, or like I, what? I think he really bonded with Emily, and he felt betrayed. Did he feel that way at her wedding? I don't know. I'm just asking. No. Were you were you upset when Lady M got married? No, no I had a great time. I was the, I was the king of the dance floor at my wedding as well. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I am. That's what I do with a with a drunk girl who you slept in the same room with. She was that nothing happened. Not drunk. Ooh, I don't think she was that drunk. She was not. Trust me. I have people at the party that would uh, I don't would know. dispute I don't that. Nope. Getting her that drunk. Nope. She was not. Trust me. She was like she had maybe. One and a half scotches. Yeah, but she also had like six kavas. The most, the most <laughs> what? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, the I most, didn't, that I didn't see her. Was not I, I, I'm joking. The <laughs> most vitality I saw out of her was when she was trying to like duck all the bees at your like lemonade stand. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah, I know. I heard about no. The, I, it was uh, what was it? Uh, apple cider. Yeah, hard know, apple cider like and apple cider, cider stations outside. They were just like beehives. I know it was a bad. It was a bad move. <laughs> that was we a realized, bad scene. Yeah, we realized that pretty quickly. That maybe it was like that wasn't the best of idea. The bees. 
And then the hard cider got to Stephanie's grandfather. He had too much of it, and he passed out during well, pictures. You had a girl or a guy that passed out. No, we had, there were two people. Three people. Three people, three people went to the hospital yeah. at my wedding. That's how you know it was a good good party. I yeah. guess. Yeah, well, uh, one, person, one person passed out before the wedding actually started. That was grandpa. Before the reception. No, yeah. no, 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 no. One of the youngest. No, no, no. No, that no, was after. That no. was when we were walking out. I, I, the reception hadn't started. We're in the courtyard with a little. It food. was for cocktail hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. reception. No, the party that, hadn't started. You're no, right. That's it, when the kid passed out. Yeah. yeah. His cousin. Grandpa you're... passed out beforehand. Yes. He's fine, by the way. And he came back. He said to me when he was going out on the stretcher, he goes, "Hey, get your ass over here." I'm like, uh, "What did I do? Don't worry, everything's fine." He goes, "Listen, I'm gonna miss the actual wedding. I know it'll go fine. Save me a fucking cup of coffee." <laughs> <laughs> So as soon as he came back in, I brought him a cup of That's coffee. I was funny. like, I got, I got you a cup of coffee. He was like, thank God. Yeah, you passed out, Grandpa. Let's pump some more caffeine <laughs> in you. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It was just, decaf. Just what you need, decaffeine. <laughs> so like, so like, you have to like go into training to go to a DeCrocker wedding, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, you know, yeah. Well, I don't prepare. think there'll be many more. We had my cousin's wedding. I don't think anybody's getting married anytime soon. No? Oh. Yeah. You know, unless my brother decides to jump in again, but I'm pretty sure he's one and done. He's never going to get married again. I mean... Would you get married again? Yeah, like if, I, if it I, didn't I, work out, would you get married again? I can't again? fathom, and I have a lot of friends actually who yeah. have been married two, three, even four times. I can't. <laughs> I know what four. Yes, I can't fathom who would do that twice. Now, okay. I could understand if you did it young, you got divorced, you didn't have kids, and you want to start a family, right, right? Right. But like when you had kids, and there's no plan to have kids anymore, and you you know you kind of past that age of having kids, I can't fathom. Who'd do that twice? Right. I, I, I don't understand it either. And and listen, we, my wedding, is, my marriage is great. We could make a phone call. We could have someone on the phone right now who would... Four times. Try to explain that. Four times. Yes. Yeah. Tickle, tickle, you know tickle. <laughs> I know him? You yeah. know him. We'll have to talk in the break. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie's been married four times? Yes. Four times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's Does he keep going to younger think, and younger I think, wives? I think, Bob, I think Bobby's <laughs> been married four times. Zimmerman. I, I think it's four. Really? Yeah, it's four, he's, yeah. he's four two? He's four two. Yeah. I know at least two of them, but no. We have a two. we have a guest that we have on all the time from the Florida Cigar Club. Uh Mike Palmer always talks about this is his third, his third marriage. Are you kidding me? We should ask him to do a dissertation on how many times you could take a hammer and want to pummel your cock <laughs> before you kinda of say this doesn't really feel too well. Yeah. <laughs> Just curious. That is that is Four times analogy? is excessive, man. A good and analogy. I mean, I don't want to hammer. I don't want to say that. Cock. I don't want to say that. Because look, it's not. I'm that, afraid to it's say it's not that how it feels when you're happily married. But man, when it goes south, I mean, listen. Even when you had a, even when you have a bad little ride in your happy marriage, it's rough, right? Yeah, marriage is difficult. Imagine going it's through a divorce easy. and going that south and then saying, "Hmm, let me get married and may have to go through this again." <laughs> Right, I mean, there's a there's a level of masochism there that just I don't fathom. Yeah, but oh, some yeah. some people can't be alone. I I know guys oh. that are constantly mm. like they're like serial monogamists that have to be with somebody, and do, and women don't stay do around I, if you don't do marry I, them half the do time. Do what I told Rocky Patel to do. What's that? Get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. When Rocky was turning fifty, we were having lunch. Where he was telling guy, I want to go. Hey, but what are you, I'm gonna get married. I'm like, what the fuck you want to get married for? Fifty. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Is he married now? No. Oh, he's, he's not. Like, oh, I didn't... I'm all alone. Get a dog, dude. The dog's always going to be happy to see you. Yeah. Every day, no matter what. And and once you get to that age. You don't age... believe that? I've got an experiment for you. Take your wife, <laughs> lock her in a trunk for three, three hours. Oh, great. Drive around town and do that with your dog. When you open the trunk, 
She was actually excited and happy to see me. <laughs> I promise you, it's the dog. <laughs> the wife won't be that happy, I promise. <laughs> no, no, no. Go to the bathroom, come back. Guess who's happy to see you? The, the dog. dog. Yes. You Get open the door. Dog. Oh, my God. The, oh, you came back. I see Adam's a dog guy now, so he's, he he's bonding I've always with been you. a dog guy. Did you have dogs? He's an affectionate dog guy. Yeah, he shows me pictures of his dogs oh, dude, daily. He's like emotionally attached. He's very. I mean, at least he can do. How it. can you not be? That dog is adorable. Look, listen. He, Hold on. Go ahead. The, show the, it to the he, camera. He has sli- short. Yeah, he has slivers <laughs> of humanity. Really. Yeah, you got that on there. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. How Don't is worry. she not now adorable? It's Come on. In, in what I like to call, oh, the, we got it. In what I like to call it. the purge of 2020, obviously, there's been a, now another press release this week of another pulling out of the PCA show. Uh huh. Phillips and Kings. I don't know if you saw it. I did see yeah, that. I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I just really think that they just kind of been looking for a reason to get out, probably for the last five years. Right? Are they the, as big? Like, are they? Oh, as they're one huge. Of, okay. But they're not premium cigar huge, right? Okay. They, they're mostly. Uh, They've got they a lot their, of hands and a lot of pots. So this yeah. was an excuse for them to get out because the other guys are out. Well, yeah. I mean, look, they they they, they, and they run the TPE. They run the T. They own the TPE. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. they, well, which was only a new acquisition a couple of years ago. But honestly, look, they they sold. They've made their money mostly by selling a lot of cloves and clove cigarettes and flavored cigarettes over the years, and they built it. And there are they do have some premium cigar lines and. I think they're a good um, wholesaler for like a, a smaller shops that don't like want to deal with one company and have to order a minimum and right. one of this and one of this. And, and I think they do a lot of that. But, you know, their, their presence at the PCA, I'm still trying to get used to calling that, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how relevant it's been over the last <clears throat> few years. And I think they were just looking for a reason to get out. And, you know, I call it now the purge of 2020. Look. At the end well, of the day, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it a might lot be of things... good for these boutique guys. Well, too. the other if... thing is, I have it from an inside source that they were tied to the big four too, and on getting out. Oh, I'm pretty sure they were doing all they can to woo them to get out. Yeah, no, no, they they were tied to the big four and the get out, and I have that on the source I talked to on Thursday. You talked to people? Yeah. Wow. I had to talk to a very specific person on Thursday about a thing. That but. Came. um... <laughs> I think if, 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 if the guys at the PCA, Scott, and the team there really pivot, it's kind of like you know trimming a bonsai tree, right? You know, you make it better by cutting it down. If they really pivot, I, I could see that. Yeah. Clean out, make it more of a, a premium association with the right goals and motives. Start catering to the group as a whole and not individual segments. Show floor. I, I think. Well, I think that's going to happen now inevitably, yeah. right? I, I think they could hopefully turn it around, but you know we'll have to see. You know, I'm going to do my best to go this year just to see Oh, what are you gonna, you're going to go? Well, it's When funny. is it? it, you know, it's, it I, I'm Middle not, of July. See, that's the problem. Uh, like, like, we've been planning this five, four, five-week trip for, like, years now to take my kids overseas. Yeah. And having a trade show that falls right in the middle of summer doesn't really vibe with kids that are out of school. Not to mention, who wants to go to Vegas in July? Uh, I mean, we live in Florida. Who cares? It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's a dry heat, and it's not comfortable. (laughs) He's on, (laughs) dude. He's on fire today. A dry heat is. I'll take a dry heat over humidity every day. Listen, (laughs) yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'll never forget. We landed one year because they say, "Oh, it's a dry heat." Let me tell you something. When it's 114. I don't it care. It doesn't what matter. Kind of yeah. Yeah. We landed, <laughs> and we got out of the airport, and we were waiting in the line to get a car. Okay? It was like 114 degrees. Ugh. 
when we got in the car, he says, where are you going? I said, the first 7-Eleven you can find. <laughs> <laughs> Give me somewhere. I need to drink something. I need water. I'm I need dying. electrolytes. I, I, this, is, this is not a joke. This is a 100% true story. Because you, they'll give you a little bottle of water in line and you guzzle it down. And uh, yeah. then 30 minutes later, you're dying. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, where are you going? 7-Eleven, dude. Find me something to drink. I need a big gulp. I need a Slurpee. Please. Yeah, when, I would never forget that. When I land at that airport, the first stop we make is In-N-Out Burger. Because oh. I, I don't go to uh, California too much, and that's one that's not in California. Yep. I, 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 I'm, I'm waiting now for all the oohs and noes. I'm gonna, this is going to happen right now, but. I've never been to an In-N-Out Burger. Wow! Yeah, I knew that was coming. No, no, no. You've been you've been to the West Coast a, a bunch of times, though. We didn't see one when we were out. We just haven't had the opportunity uh, to. I've been to the West Coast a couple times. Haven't had, didn't ran by one. You know, I mean, I didn't make a mecca trip to go find one. You know, had I driven by one even after I had dinner, yeah. I may have stopped and got yeah. a burger anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's how I. When you're leaving that airport, there's one right there before which you airport? get to the strip. Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. yeah well. There's one right there, so I've, I got it. Usually when I'm leaving Vegas, I'm in now. the fetal position waiting to get home, you know, <laughs> trying to lick my wounds. Because it's that bad of a flight for you? No, from losing money. Oh, oh, losing when you're leaving. Money. Yeah, when I'm leaving. No, no, I don't go when I'm leaving. I go when I land. <laughs> okay. When I land. No, actually, I, I got good over the years. I made like a rule not to gamble till the last day or two. Okay. Because if you lose big money your first day, you ruined your whole trip. Right. Like, your whole trip's a downer. Because like all you can think about is all the money I just lost. And then you're like, I'm going to try to win it back. And then it just gets worse. Right? <laughs> so now like, I try, I learned to refrain to the last day or two. Are, so. I guess you are a, a gambler, though. See, I'm not really a big gambler. No. I'll gamble for an hour, and then I'm bored. I'm a gamer more than I'm a gambler. Right? I, like, like I, I'll, 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 now that there's, like, poker's become real popular, poker's, I can sit on a poker table for hours because you can't, if you... If you're a halfway decent player, yeah. right. you can't lose thousands at a poker table unless you're like in a five hundred right, right, right. cash game. And right? it's and it's the atmosphere, and it's the enjoyable, social aspect. But no, I mean, I, I, like I, 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 I haven't even seen the new Hard Rock they built down here. You know, oh. I just did recently because we saw Billy Joel. That was like my first time. The guitar. I don't drive out of my way to say, "Hey, let me go gamble at a casino." Yeah. I'm not that kind of a casino guy, but I like competition. So if you put me in a room where I could win and lose something, I'm going to want to play. Into it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to want to play. So. You know, it's only so much you could walk by a table and say, all right, let me not try this, you know. So it's ruined a lot of trips. <laughs> Gambling early has ruined a lot of trips. I bet there's a bunch of manufacturers that will say the same thing. Oh, Eric Espinosa. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey bro, you want to make a corporation? You want to make a corporation? I can't tell you how many corporations. But I, I, have to, I have to admit, in all the corporations I've done with Eric Espinosa, <laughs> I really believe he's made me way more money than we've lost. Really? Yes. I remember one night. It was one of these trips. I was down, I don't know, I don't know if I say the dollar amount, but it was significant enough to make me a little bit sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he goes, oh, bro, you, you up or down? And I said, no, dude, I'm down. I had a bad day today, man. It ruined my whole trip. He goes, come on, let's go make a corporation. I, said, I don't know. Goes, no, I'll give you the money. I said, no, fuck that. I'll give you the money. I mean, so, I, I mean, I, I think I only gave him 500 maybe a 1000 bucks. That's it. And you were up after the trip? Uh, when we cashed out from that sitting, I think... And just so you know, the final hand that we lost, and this was all in a matter of 20 minutes, the final hand in which we lost, and then we took our, our chips and cashed out, I think there was like $6,000 on that final bet. Wow. Yeah, so I think we ended up cashing out for about eight or 10 grand. Oh, my God. Yeah, we walked out. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, you did. Yeah. I like At it. least you know to walk out. Yeah. The key is just never make sure that Marvin Samuel's in your corporation. No, never. Why is Kiss that? of death. Yes. Is he really? Oh, oh. He's got a death. black cloud? Oh. Kiss of death. Yes. You put him in your corporation, you're losing all your money. And I love him. He knows it. I mean, we, we, you know. He would happily... Marvin can it. write a book, all the things that you think 
could never happen has well, happened to me. Well, no, let's no, have well, him on. That, 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 that's why he's making a movie. I, well, the movie's not about that, but yeah. I'm sure there will be snippets about it. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's 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 it, he's he's. Uh, I mean, we have tons of stories. So yeah, we'll try to get him on. He's a little busy now, but we'll definitely try to get him. Yeah, on. he's been on two or three times. Mm-hmm. I have to listen. No, to those yeah, episodes. great stories. Great, in, er, in live. Eric could tell you like a whole book of stories of just Marvin Samuel related stories oh, yeah. from getting locked in a New York delicatessen while taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the bathroom, pitch black, couldn't get out. They, people were outside the street looking in the window. He's like, help me, help me. Oh, yeah. They couldn't get a hold of the landlord. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's stuff that you just can't imagine. Was this now. before cell phones? No. Yeah, oh. No, he couldn't. His cell phone was dead. <laughs> And it was so dark, he couldn't find an outlet. I don't even think he had a charger, you know? <laughs> no, it's a great story. It was a at burner phone. At least there's, yeah, yeah. He, he, at he, least there's plenty to eat He was there. running some kind of marathon or something and then had to take a dump, so he finds, like, a little area to go take a dump and then wipes his butt with poison ivy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's stuff you read about. There's a time like, he almost that's killed Eric Jr. at Abe's house. Oh, yeah, almost blew up the whole I've grill. heard about that with the barbecue. You know my stack of dollar, signed dollar bills? Yeah. I'd say there's half a dozen of Marvin's in there. Really? At least six. Yeah. I got to wow. go through them. He was wow. one of the very first ones. Sal Fontaine, I think, was the first one, God rest his soul. But Marvin was right up there. The you very, know, if very you like, I'll make a spreadsheet for you. But oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> spreadsheet. Of, that's you know actually what? a great idea. That's actually not that bad. Because yeah. then we can see, like, percentage-wise. But has... we may not recognize some of them, because it wasn't until later on when I realized, like, I would go back years later and look, like, God, I don't know whose signature this is. <laughs> oh. Right? So now when you sign it, if I can't read it, I will write on the other side, Paul DeCrocco. Oh, the day. Really? Damn it. Because, yeah, I, I, early on, like, I didn't do that. I'm like, whose signature is this? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, that'll be a good experiment. We'll have yeah. to do that one day. Well, let's try that. Yeah. So Briggs you... just called and said, "Please don't make a spreadsheet." <laughs> <laughs> How many do you think Briggs has in there? Five? Uh, yeah, four or five. I think. I think actually, I think Lady M holds the record. I could see that because I she was always Emily very, the record. very foolishly Wait. confident. Very foolishly confident. Yeah, more than more than Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. You gotta remember, well, I spent yeah, a lot more time Mar- around Emily. Right. She's got so, more than six. Oh, Emily could be over ten. Double, you know, double really? digits. Yeah, yeah. Lady <laughs> M could be double digits. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I, now I have my current biggest bet with Ronnie Haysha. hundred dollar bet. Oh, really? Yeah, ten to one. Can you say no, what it is? Because then it'll ruin it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't involve anyone in this room. No. Relax. Okay. Well, I don't know why. I'm afraid. I'll get it out of you. Sneaky Pete. I'll get it out of you. Oh, and no, I actually I have I have two one hundred dollar bets in the making. The one I have to, it's over the course of twenty four months, so we got twenty months left. Oh, but I give them ten to one. When they bet a hundred, like I'll give you ten to one. That's how confident I am. Wow. So I'll pay you a thousand. You give me one one hundred dollars. Yeah, I get. Uh Wow. All right. We'll see. It's not with Adam, right? No. He's going to be asking for a loan. No, one's with one's with Italo, and one's with Ronnie Haysha. Italo? Has he ever won? Italo has won a couple from me. Okay. But, but I have a bet going The with ones him too. that I lost with Italo were Oh, how could you not know that? Everybody no, and then I would ask somebody who works with me, Hey, do you know you know what this means, right? And they're like, No, I'm like, God. <laughs> Those are pretty much the times where I lose bets the most. I, I have an overconfidence of the intellectual capacity. The, yeah, of some of my staff sometimes. 
Yeah, there's still a one dollar. What was the most famous one that everybody nobody knew what FUBAR meant? My order. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, you asked me. When I, came I, out I, of the I lost. I lost like two bills or three bills in a row to Eric Espinosa because no one knew what FUBAR meant. Yeah. I knew what it. I knew what it stood for, but I didn't know what the acronym was. And then you knew you knew what it meant. You yeah, didn't know the exact yeah, I acronym. knew what it meant. Yeah. And then there was one recently which I lost that nobody knew what it meant. We were asking everybody in the shop. Uh, you lost too. I really thought you'd know it. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Yeah. It was the other day. He's usually my go-to guy. When I go to him oh. and he doesn't know it, I'm screwed. <laughs> you called me on the phone and uh, was it the quote you asked me about um, the movie about uh, uh, the breakdancing movie? Oh, yeah. Nobody knew what, what, what um, Electric Boogaloo came from. I have no clue. Electric Boogaloo? Electric. No reference? Billy Grant? I don't know. Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Colin? Was that in the 80s? Did like, they have multiple movies? Yeah, but that was a sequel of what movie? Electric. Dirty, dirty dancing? Well, close. It was a dancing movie. Mm-hmm. I figured. Damn, Footloose. I breaking, breaking two. The breaking movie, like the first oh. breakdancing movie that came out, was like huge. It's called Breaking. It was called Breaking. Yeah. And Never then heard they of made it. Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> this was an actual name of a movie. I found Electric a, I found Boogaloo. A, I found a clip of it online. It is as insane as you think it is. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> like late eighties. What? Oh, yeah, it's got to be in the 80s. Uh, well, that's er- where the breakdancing... The breaking, the breaking movie right. was so big, they made a sequel, but they called it Electric Boogaloo. I huh. mean, come on, man. That was a major, major motion well, picture it, like name. The crazy thing about it is, like, I found this clip, and it's them breakdance fighting. And obviously, many times... They had breakdance competitions. That was the thing. It, Listen, and, and, people it, know it, this, just so you know. Drew Kelly, Juan Cancel, they, they named it as well, it's going Juan's live now. Well, dirt, so yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Did they have and, the Brazilian dancing fighting? Like no, it's literally like just break dancing. It's break dance fighting, and like this is like where they created the break dance fighting thing, and yeah. then, like continued on in random pop culture. And like you can see, it this all is the time. when it's I like, feel real oh, no, old when I come up with these fighting. references that no one that. Works I mean, I was me born knows. in the eighties, but thank God I didn't live through them. Like, like <laughs> I wasn't an adult in them. <laughs> I lived through the seventies and eighties. Yeah, the seventies sounds fun. No, I was eighties. The, 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 the like pictures the of me in the seventies were fun. <laughs> how, how old are you? Uh, 50. You know two. what? <laughs> I do that too. How old are you? 40. You know, I, I, I don't do it because I'm hiding my age. It, my wife actually, she, she'll age herself. You look like Paul DeGracco's picture of the week. Why do you say that? Because I'm looking at Because he's wearing glasses? No, because you didn't have a lot of that hair back then. strong chin he's got. Have you seen it? Look. Yeah. It's maybe the glasses. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Paul? When yes. Mickey goes, oh boy, you know it's like close. You <laughs> yes. remind me of uh, that photo. What yes. the hell happened? I just realized. What it. the hell happened? You, you swanned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I saw that come across my stream for photo of the week, I'm like, home. Oh. At first, I didn't know it was you. I'm like, why are they picking on this poor little kid? Honest <laughs> <laughs> to God, you can't tell that's me. No, no. Listen, not instantaneously. Well, yeah. never There's seen, a lot more hair on your head but, there, but, and I've never seen you without a hat. So without a hat, like you don't look right. Yeah, so it sounds sad. Like, but like I thought we, it was Shriner related. Right? <laughs> wow. But but yeah, I mean, like we had a meeting with Mayor Giuliani last week, and Paul like took off his hat in the middle of the meeting, and I kept seeing myself put it back on. No, I was told put it back to. On, dude. I was told to. By who? Your guys that were taking candid photos of oh, us meeting said, I'm like, we're taking it, shots from behind like, you. Please put, put, put your hat on, back on. Put it back on, dude. I think my head was ref- reflecting the light. But when I looked at this thing, I'm like, dude, why are they picking on this little kid? <laughs> and then I realized, like, oh, my God, that's Paul. So if you haven't seen this week's caption, <laughs> caption this on the KMA Facebook page, go look at it. Hold man. on. I'll hold it up next to my it's head It's hilarious. Here. I, I mean, I thought I was a cute kid. Really? 
This is the kid who got sand kicked out. Yeah, of did you get picked out? No, of I really didn't. I swear to you. Like, I, were you I homeschooled? Didn't... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god! Let me tell you something. If it was an option back then, oh my god! I, I'll be honest. I was, was kind of. It sounds weird, but I was pretty popular in school. I, I'm sure there's people listening that I went to high school with because I've been talking to a lot of guys recently because one of our former teachers just passed away. Oh, sorry. so uh, yeah. So we've been we've all been talking. So I'm sure some people are listening. I, you can back me up, guys. Like I, I, I wasn't. I really. I never had a problem with bullying or anything like that. Maybe it's the generation. I don't know. I, we did, I, there wasn't really bullying when I was growing up. Really? Stuff. Really? Oh, wow. I, well, I was bullied. I mean, I mean, listen. I didn't encounter any of that. I mean, look. If I look back, at, uh, back on it in in retrospect, yeah, there was definite bullying. But I just didn't think anybody acknowledged it as bullying. Everybody yeah, maybe. Back, everybody back then, it was kind of like kids were just, kids are going to be kids. Just busted you know? Boys are being boys. Yeah, boys yeah. are being boys. I mean, look, I mean, believe it or not, I got I got pretty bullied my first year in in high school? No, not no, definitely not high school. I was because you were I, bigger I, I, than I, yeah, I was too big by the time I got to high school. <laughs> but when we were in, in where we grew up, you know, middle school was um, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So it's four years. So right. when I was in fourth grade, and I guess all the fifth graders heard about this ginormous kid that was coming called Abe. Yep. Right. So all the sixth graders, all they wanted to do was like beat me up. Because you were this... Everybody wants to climb Mount Everest. That's what it was. I, had, <laughs> I, 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 I lived the same thing. Yeah, out. they all heard about this big kid named Abe. Right. Right? And I was the gentlest kid, dude. I don't think I'd ever been in a fight at this point in my life. And they all wanted to beat me up, and that's all they wanted to do. And I just did I couldn't fathom it. I couldn't understand. Was, what is everybody's beef here? I mean, right. I just don't get it. And there was this one kid, <laughs> and, and it's funny because if anybody's listening, they're going to laugh, but I, there was one kid named Kevin Parth, Parth, Parthay. Parthay was his name. His brother was like a certified like Golden Glove boxer, right? Oh God! Yeah, like literally, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like the tough kid. He was like the head of the sixth grade group or whatever you you know whatever you call it back then. And so somehow, I got concocted into a fight at a park after school with this guy. Right? Never been in a fight. Don't know how to fight. <laughs> I was I was like a baby Huey growing up. I didn't know my size. <laughs> And my own strength right, because my body grew faster <laughs> than my mind, right? So, right. And, and, and my I, dexterity for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a child in my brain. I got the, I got the body of a grown man almost at like, you know, fifth grade. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'll never forget. You and Mickey are bonding right now. Well, it's funny because this is why I started learning about life lessons early, right? This is the same conversation we had 20 years ago. We probably did. <laughs> we probably did. But this is why I started to see a lot of his friends, the sixth grade friends, would come up to me and whisper, kick his ass. I would kick his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> right? Because no one liked this guy. Right. Right? I mean, it was like, it was like I mean, like, I didn't get it. You know, I didn't know. Was, I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, dude, you can't stand it. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what? So this fight starts. And before I know what happens, like, I get punched five times in the face. Like, literally, like, ninja shit. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. where did his fist come from, right? I have no idea what I'm doing, so I just do what I do. I just charge him like a football player, uh-huh. tackle him to the ground, and I put him in a headlock so tight that I'm holding for dear life. Right, right. I, it's luckily I didn't crack this kid's neck <laughs> out of pure fear, right? And, and he's like, like let me go. Mice and he's men. like, let me go, and I wouldn't let him go because I didn't want him to get up and beat the shit out of me, right? I'll That's hug my, him and I'll love him and that, I'll call him mine. It's literally, I felt like Lenny of Mice and Men, right? I'm going to snap this poor kid's neck. And then, and then finally, I got him to agree the fight was done because I was scared to let him up and right. continue fighting. And then, and then no one ever messed with me again. That was like the end oh, of it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's brilliant. 
That was the end of it. But I don't know. I mean, was that bullying? Is that not bullying? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure kids made fun of me, but I, it wasn't yeah. to my face. And I, maybe, I had a maybe, lot of friends. Maybe we just weren't sensitive. That sensitive back then. Because we were taught sticks and stones. Maybe, it might maybe, be. You know? I mean, I didn't really care when people said crap. as much. You yeah. know, like today, God, you say something wrong to a kid. It's like a whole, you know, social media, you know, extravaganza. We're going to have to have a meeting about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that's it. Like somebody would say something like four eyes and I'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay, cool. You got yeah, that? Exactly. Yes, home, I have right? glasses. Thank yeah. you yeah, for acknowledging one. my glasses. Thanks for pointing that out. Right. <laughs> you are very observant. We appreciate what you have said. <laughs> right? I just think everybody's way more sensitive today. Just can't take it. Can't take it. I, I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. But, right. uh... Well, okay. let's, let's hit the meet your maker, man. All right. Enough. Yeah. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, KMA Talk Radio is pleased to welcome Mickey Pegg of All Saints Cigars. As a former VP of sales for CAO Cigars, Mickey was at the top of the cigar industry. After CAO was sold, he was out. But now, he's back with the world premiere of All Saints Cigars. Welcome, Mickey, to KMA Talk Radio. Thanks for having me. This I like Adam when he reads it off the sheet. He holds it right in front of the camera. Well, you do I, that too, sorry, actually. I, when you read the the cigar the asylum. Sale asylum, yeah, you always sorry, hold it like right in your face. Well, I'm like, legally ah. blind. But I know we've, we've talked about it. We're in the same boat. <laughs> but those scripts you got to read closely because they're, they're pretty funny. I got to admit, the, the asylum scripts. Uh, you know, oh yeah, yeah. The story, I, I, they're hilarious. I try not to read them before so I could actually be entertained like everybody else. Right. Because we have meetings on Thursday night, so right. I try to be in the mind, but then sometimes they're just so dumb. Like, no, dude, we're not using this one. Yeah, that right. does right. happen sometimes. <laughs> get, get rid of it. It's Happens terrible. a lot. So Mickey Pegg, man, literally like out of the womb right into the cigar industry. Yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it, it's great to be back. And um, it, it was, um, you know, I don't know if anybody knows the story, but. Get nice about, and close on that mic. Yeah, don't worry about looking at us. Talk yeah. more in yeah. the mic. There I you go. I feel like a porn star. It's all right. <laughs> of the wrong type. Hey, here we go. Hey, they make uh, more money. <laughs> <laughs> they got bigger cigars, They get paid though. better. Ooh. <laughs> they get paid better. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, you know, I went to Catholic University in Washington, D.C. Don't look and, at us. Talk at the mic. Yeah, okay. There you go. You yeah. sound way better. And, um, He's too good a salesman. What I, well, actually, last night, too, I was fortunate to see my old football coach. Really? Yeah, so he retired down here, and his son, who was graduated a couple of years ahead of me, actually uh, recruited me out of, I went to Valley Forge Military Academy. Before right. that, uh, I went to a lot of schools. I, w- I went to Father Lopez up in um, Daytona Beach, and then migrated north, went to Valley Forge Military Academy. To, to Don't look at him. The, the, Don't look at him. Yeah, there you go. I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps wanting to look at Adam and moves away from the mic. Oh, he's got a full head of hair. Don't I'm look at j- him. I'm a little jelly. I'm a little jelly here. Don't look at him. Amazingly, I'm the only one with a full head of hair in here. So, you know, I did decent in grades, and I was like, I was a big guy. Yeah. And um, they're like, all right, let's go. To, send him to Valley Forge Military Academy, and they were trying to be the next Fork Union. They did. They, they put some NFL guys out there. My grades were pretty good, so they were like, all right, yeah. He's maybe not maybe D, D1. And I was a long snapper, too. And I, you know, so, oh, wow. So that helped. That's like, harder than it looks, man. Yeah. Snapping? Yeah. Long snapping. Yeah, I, I tried it. it. It's harder than it looks. Well, it's a lot harder now for me because, you know, my chest is now in my belly, but. <laughs> you can't clear your gut anymore. Yeah, no, right? I can't see it. <laughs> well, that's with no helmet. Um, it really does. You know, you lose weight, it really does improve the, uh, you know, the thingamajiggy. Uh, <laughs> so. You know, it was this whole thing, and they're like, "You're going to go either Division One or 
take some AP classes because it was postgraduate, and uh, or I'll go Ivy. So like Cornell's looking at me, Mississippi, all these guys were looking at me. All of a sudden they would, everybody went dark, you know. So everything was on a payphone back then. So that's, right. So I got a uh, Valley Forge in '87, and uh, Catholic University started recruiting me, and I went down for a visit, and it was the Super Bowl and the Giants won. So that would be uh, Phil Sims. Yeah. yeah, so that Phil was like Sims. the, the, the Number 87. And what happened was we had to take a train down from Philadelphia down there. And ironically, my best friend at the time was Alberto Diaz de Santos from Panama. His dad was um, a cereal dealer, like cereals, like grains and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And his sister was roommates with Noriega's sister. Mm. And that's, that's where we, that was our home base. They went to GW at the time. So we go down there, snowstorm hits. We're down there till Wednesday, and I beat the drinking clause because it was under 18. And I, I made the grandfather clause. Oh, wow. So I'm like, this is, I don't have to go back. Because you guys got a study hall at, at 7 o'clock. They grandfathered people in? It was the last, was the, the District of Columbia was one of the last places of the 50 states. You know, you were talking about But it wasn't like an instantaneous law. You were grandfathered? You were grandfathered, and they grandfathered Oh, you. my God. And it was, uh, and huh. a lot of the states did that. I remember, you know, Florida actually did it. Really? Because I remember when I was, you know, uh, one of my jobs was I was a bag boy at Publix up in uh, on Dunlawton. Uh, hi, Mr. Sheriff. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh. So, you know, we get up there, and it was a fantastic time. I'll leave it at that. I'm twenty years and happily married. But, uh, but during this time while you're at school, you start working in a cigar shop. Yeah. So I, what happened was I, I go to uh, I go to Catholic University. End up there. So we, you know, all that money and time spent at, at a postgraduate degree, I end up uh, I settle for a Division three school in Washington D.C. <laughs> what, what was the best thing that ever happened to me? And about my junior year, I am working on Capitol Hill. I'm actually working for Senator Harker at that time. You were, that was, an, you were an intern or you were actually... Yeah, I was an intern. Okay. Uh, back then, you, you, you could intern and uh, they didn't have to pay you. But you didn't care because your resume. It, right. Your resume it was, was amazing. And you sure. wanted to get into politics, right? Yeah. Well, that was... You know, I got a taste of it. And, you know, with your resume, you're 90 miles outside of that uh, D.C. Yeah. Your resume looks amazing. Mm-hmm. What they didn't know is I was chief assistant to the assistant photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> and they had faxing meals machines. They didn't even call them, that's how old. They were still called faxing meals machines. So you have to go there and you had to. You had to Are you trying to say facsimile? Facsimile. I don't even know what they were. I know fax. Yeah. And we don't have one at my office that's anymore. That's what's called a facsimile yeah. machine. It, it's, it's called an iPhone now. Yeah, uh, yeah. right. So uh, what, what happened is the senator. It, it, Jake Kitewood, I think it was his staff assistant at the time, if you did a good job, he would give you a pile of cash, kind of like the cash that uh, Abe's always flashing around with all the singles. <laughs> yeah, those are singles, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'd go down, and you'd have to go get the cigars, and go down Georgetown Tobacco, get the cigars, <clears throat> bring them back, and you got to keep the change from the taxis and the um, oh. and the cigars, and if you... If, if the timing was right, somebody didn't show up to have that cigar. They were Juan Clementes. You ever remember Juan Clementes? Yeah, of course. That was like the big premium cigar. That was an early Altus brand, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it was actually by a guy named Jean, Jean Clement, who was French, and he changed it to Juan Clemente, whatever the case is. And we take those back, and it was just pre-before Davidoff kind of got its legs. And they right. did their big, their big kickoff. And my job was go back, and you'd sit in there, and he would be on the phone with president or secretary schultz or whatever <laughs> I, I think nafta was going on at that time and you're sitting there smoking a cigar and i'm going 
this is amazing. <laughs> so now, uh, now I just want this is Dave Berkabeels. Right. Stores. So Dave Burgerbill, is he still in the oh, business? Oh, yeah. Wow. He was in Voice 001. God, he was old when I got in the business. Yeah, he's 80. Yeah. Dave has been around forever. Yeah, you said you knew the store. Yeah, I've known him for many years. I mean, he was the president, was a top 10 president of IPCPR at one point. Oh, wow. Oh, no, Dave RTDA. is like one of those guys who's been <laughs> in the industry forever. Like, when I was a newbie and nobody, Dave was like one of the forefathers of the IPC, you know, trade show. Yeah. And I'm just curious, is that where you got the influence for the bow tie? Because he's a bow tie guy. No, you know, the, the bow tie, that's, that's a different story. Okay. But what happened was... Because um, you were known for that as long right, as I knew and you Right, and I, I still get it. Actually, even when I, cha- when I changed industries, I still wore it. And it drove my manager crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take it off me. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, they, David finally offered me a job. So it was uh, 30 years ago in November, my junior year of college. And I worked part-time at Georgetown Tobacco. And back then... You couldn't find information, so the only people that would tell you anything... Is it tobacconist? It was tobacconist, yeah. It was the wholesalers. The wholesaling was starting. Right. Broker and direct. Yeah, I think Ashton was one of the first to go direct. Davidoff was going from broker to direct. And Davidoff, Guy Kevin, would tell me what's in it. John Turpak, remember him? He was... No. Uh, he's still... I think he's out in Moore Park now, but he was an Ashton rep, and they would tell me everything that was in it, so you could have that really good conversation. You know who was my fun. first Ashton rep? Who? Mike Giannini. Look at him now. <laughs> he was my first Ashton rep. I love. Well, I remember him. He was one. Yeah. He's actually one of him and Manny and all those guys were. God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Um, he did a lot for me, and um, so that was it. So that you know, I was talking, and then I start. You, you know what? You're going to sell what you know. You know. So oh, yeah. and, So Davidoff having the and, knowledge and Davidoff at that time, you know, everything was white label. Somebody, I had a Davidoff. I love it because it was the only thing that sold back then. Well, I mean, at, Zeno, a, at, a, at a premium Zeno, price. Z, well, Zeno was big, and then just, right. when I was getting in the business, it just that was the beginning. When I just started getting, it was like the beginning of the demise of the Zeno Zeno's, brand. Yeah, as soon as that DR stuff came in, yeah. uh, the white label, and um, they offered me a job. And I was trying to work on the hill. It really wasn't working out. And I fell in love with my wife, Kimmy, and it was around, um, you know, like, so 95, 96. I get, you know, Al Ramp. The craziest guy. Al Ramp. Oh, my God. He used to use a legal pad, and we used to call it the Al Ramp um, uh, laptop. <laughs> wait a second. Wait and a second. he would write in the corners. Al Ramp was, I, I know the name. Is it Davidoff? Al yeah, Ramp? it was Davidoff. It was before Jeff Lee. Okay, that's right. Al, he was that's Jeff right. Lee's predecessor. Now I, yeah, I remember Al Ramp now. Yeah, he was over, uh, Holy over the Holy cow, that's a name that I haven't heard oh my in 20 God. years. And I, to have an old school boss like that, I mean, he used to beat the hell out of me. Like, why don't you have quarters in here? We got a, I got, we got a cell phone. <laughs> he, he goes, yeah, but you got to have it. You know, when you pull off the rest stuff, they had the really long lines. <laughs> you get in there like the, like, and, it, and I always used the cell phone, and he would make me use these quarters. So I always had like quarters, <laughs> and I'm like, the last time I had a roll of quarters, I was getting in a fight, you know. Yeah. Right? So, um, so you know, I went to Davidoff, and I had the Mid Atlantic, <clears throat> and then what happened was Tom Baker left the Carolinas. <laughs> Tom Baker was my first Davidoff right. rep, and that's why I, <clears throat> I got to know you and your beginning and jeff borshowitz in the beginning matter of fact i think i did one of jeff's first deals we did a cutter and i did it out of the trunk and i'm like if i'm not stealing uh, I'm, I'm for the company <laughs> right because but they basically said stay get to get to the point at merchants stay on 95 and i remember what happened to leave miami because right hand wasn't talking to the left hand after baker left i had to go all the way up to charlotte through the night to do an event with uh craig cast oh, wow. and charlotte yeah so that's how I got to know some. So I got some exposure that way, and then they were like, "Hey, let's send Mickey down to the DR all the time." So I always, you know, got my customers. I made all the trips. 
or they needed help on the West Coast. Great stuff. trips, too. Always. Yeah. Yeah, trips are always really epic trips. You know, for a local wholesaler, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, I got to see all these places, and uh, I traveled to the stores anyways when I was at Georgetown Tobacco just because that was a sport for me, just like it is a lot for people today. Just you can see it a lot easier with the social media. Yeah. Now, I didn't know this about you until I actually read it on our sheets here. That I have two high school diplomas? No. I didn't know that either. <laughs> no, I um, didn't find that. You worked with Philippe Gregorio? Yeah, had a little yeah, year stint, so. Yeah, because, you know, when I was coming in, he was, you know, there's been a handful of hero to zeros. Right. You know, over the years, you know, Tony Berhani, where right. just blown up out of the water and then managed to yep. screw it up. Philippe really never screwed it up. The brand just died and faded away. But when I was getting in, that was like, th- that and I think Padron Anniversarios had just been released. Well, like two of the hottest cigars out there, right? And and and, and how did you get? Did you go from Davidoff to Philippe, or was Philippe pre Davidoff? Uh, no, it was after Davidoff. What happened was, I was I saw the ceiling um, at, Davidoff. At, at Davidoff, and I loved everybody around me. Right. I mean, it was one of the best experiences. I cut my teeth. I learned a lot from Raymond Schur down in the factories. That uh, was pre Peter Bening- Benninger, right? Yeah, that was Christoph Cole was the president. Okay, of the time. And they got him from Swiss Air. So, mm-hmm. um, so and then. And I love I love Cole and I love Banninger. They're all great guys, and I still Peter Banninger. Yeah. Oh God, those speeches during the dinners oh, yeah. were like brutal. <laughs> You'd want to hold a gun to your head, like stop. Well, please. I'm half German, so I was like I was having flashbacks. Oh um, my gosh. Well, I did 23 <laughs> me, and obviously I'm not German anymore. I'm like Scandinavian. I mean, super nice guy, but he would get up and then talk like for like 20 minutes and be like, "At Davidov, we strive for a level of excellence," and it's like, "Oh Go my god." Go spend a week god. in Switzerland. Oh <laughs> gosh. I was like to see the Alps. So, so you so the seal, you know, you make and now was this during his boom? Yes, I mean this was a great move. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, up and coming guy. I mean, looked like he was going to take the industry by storm at the time. Yeah, I was never really a a big fan of the word boom, only because it kind of just just kept going. It had that perennial kind of crawl that move up, but I guess we affectionately call it the boom. But uh, yeah, and well, Philippe was based in Alexandria, and my territory was the mid-atlantic so out of dc so it was i would see him often and uh i guess he felt that i had a little bit of an itch and the brand needed some a burst of energy <clears throat> and we had a couple other concepts that we were working on he was just coming off he did some big stuff with dave Garofalo up in up in new hampshire and had great exposure and as you know and that you know that you got to get the brand in you got to get it out the door then you got to get out the door again in order to have some to have success so that's what I was, I was trying to do, and I and I think the model of it was I I spent too much time. And it was a great learning lesson going all over the place instead of concentrating like in a in a segment and kind of building out. Um, so it just wasn't the right fit, and we, we both gently moved aside. And then uh, talking to Tim, I met Tim at events, and uh, Tim Oskiner <clears throat> brought me into CAO like within a month after that. I was even contemplating, like, what am I going to do? I don't want to leave this industry. Like, my uh, Holt said I could come over there. Work Philippe's part-time. not still in the industry, is he? Philip went. No, I haven't. I know a lot of these guys existed for a long time past, like, yeah. their death, right? I mean, as far as the brands were concerned. But is yeah. there still a Philippe Gregorio band brand out there? I, I've seen it pop up. Somebody had to have bought it. Yeah, I don't know who owns it at this right. point. I, I see it pop up every now and then when I'm looking at, you know, the catalogs and all the, all the, all the emails. But I, you know, I haven't, I haven't, uh, haven't seen it. So, but, so, so you I mean, saw it pop up about a, a week ago. No, but it was on one of the bigger, one of the big houses. 
Probably so one of them could, could have, have been, bought the brand. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They'll acquire a brand yeah. like that, pick up the name, and then go have the cigars I'm made I'm sure somewhere. somebody on here will, will get it. Right, somebody will chime in. Yeah, we'll take a look. Um... AJ Paul. smokes my kitchen on the Paul, on the go, chat. Go, go find Philippe and uh, get him on the show for uh, next week. Oh, I'd love to get Philippe on the show. Huh. He's got an interesting background. He, yeah. he would be could great you, on could the show. Could you put us in touch with him? No. Somebody could find <laughs> him. I could find him. I could no. find him. Okay. They never go away. No, yeah. No. Look at Mickey Peg. He's sitting in our office. Yeah. They, never, <laughs> they never go away. Well, we're going to get you, to why Mickey Peg's sitting here. Yeah, you're one, of the, <laughs> you're one of the few guys that like, I talk about because very few people ever get out. Like Timmy's gotten out and like he's gone. Like like yep. the wind. I mean, you don't see him, don't hear him. We well, I, didn't, him. I didn't want to leave. That, that was, that, that, you know. Oh, I know, but you're just one of the guys, like, you had gotten out and didn't come back right away, right? So, like, when they usually don't come I back right away. I was shocked. Well, we're going to I should have been shocked. I was an idiot, but, yeah. Well, so, we're going to get to this point of the yeah. shock now. We, we, I don't even know where we're at at time. Well, we, we should probably. Oh, no, go ahead. Time. To you. I was going to go for another 10 minutes. Yeah, take we got a, time. So, an hour, yeah. so, you meet the Ozingers, who who, you know. Great family. All right. my experiences, I ever dealt with them. Chano and Timmy Chano, another guy, God rest his soul. We're getting old yeah. now. Everybody we know is <laughs> moving on. But right. um, great family. And how long were you with CAO at the time? I think it was my sixth year, going into the seventh. And I was commuting in from Philadelphia for about a year. And then, I, you know, they asked me to move the family there. You know, to move the family there. And that's what I did. They picked to, up. To Nashville. Yeah, oh, to Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Yeah, to Nashville. Yeah, how was that transition? Uh, in Nashville. I, for me, I've always been kind of a traveler and a vagabond, so it was fine. But uh, for my wife, it was a little bit of a shock. She's like, God damn, the banks aren't open on a Sunday? What's going on? <laughs> uh, and, uh, it is a, it's a big difference, I mean, especially then. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it, it was much smaller. So I, I think at the time when I left uh, to come back east, uh, it was like 1.2 million by the uh, year-delay census, including the, the suburbs. No, I think it's around two or three million. Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a much oh, no. bigger city. Yeah, it's so it's uh, it, it, it was great, you know. So you know, I didn't really see a lot of it, but when I did, I, I guess you know I had a good time because my commute to work has always been the airport. So uh, <laughs> you know, that's you know, I, I knew how to get to the airport quickly. So well, there's a family who really learned how to pivot, right? Because most people don't know that Chano really was a pipe guy. Yep. Right. right, they were heavy into pipes. They were like the one of the pipe companies. Meerschaums, yeah, yeah, that sold pipes and a lot of pipes. And they had this little premium cigar they got into called CAO Gold, which was a light right. Connecticut cigar. It wasn't until I think the Anniversario line that came out uh, that was at that time made at the Donald Douglas factory in Costa Rica, correct? That they really blew up. In far as that's what the, that, the premium that's cigar right. presence, right? Right when they were just coming out of Douglas, that's when I came in. Now I still say till today, and I get in debates about this. That, in my opinion, could be one of the best Maduros I could remember smoking. Oh, yeah. This original CEO, Anniversario, that was coming out of the Donald Douglas factory at the time, where, where at that time, Tony Bahrani was making his cigars, right. which blew up as well, Bahia. And then he threw a fit. Well, that, that hey, was... Hey, Baba. Hey, Baba. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> when it happened, is a lot of listeners don't know all the depths oh, yeah, of the history, right? They're not as old as we are. So... You know, CAO was having this cigar made at this factory, one of the few factories in Costa Rica, which was owned by a guy named Donald Douglas, and, and they were making a CAO. The Cheese Baron. Uh, uh, yeah, Cheese Baron. And, and the CAO anniversary, uh, uh, Maduro, was, I think, the official Super Bowl cigar that year or something. I remember those being stamped yes. on the box. We did it. We did two Super Bowls, one uh, that was directly that Tim did, and then we did one years, years later with the Palms. That's when I went all that much. Yes, yes. Yeah. So That's I remember that story, being but... stamped on, on the box. And then it was I guess, down in Miami. It was a Miami Super Bowl, wasn't it? 
I don't know. My memory ain't that good. You'd have to give yeah. me a year. But, well, I just Timmy always has some great stories, and I think I heard some stories of that. We've had him on. We've, yeah. We have a segment called "Where Are They Now?" So yeah. he's come on yeah. once or twice. He's but, doing he's doing fantastic. Uh, he seems happy as, as hell. So that's the most important. Well, thing. he grew up in a, in a very culturally uh, strong family. Yeah. You know, with his, with Jono and 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 Essen, and um, for him to be able to carry on his dad's legacy with that. Is, yeah. Uh, He's so. doing good. He's just doing good stuff. But so then what happened was Bahrani, this guy named Tony Bahrani, who some people out there are going, who? Mm-hmm. Had this brand called Bahia and then Bahia yeah. Gold. And gold like took off. It was like one of those hero things overnight. And I think he ended up buying into the Donald Douglas factory. Or I don't know if his just production was so high that he had enough leverage. But obviously there was some if, issues because he didn't want the CAO line to be made out of that factory. Correct. Yeah, right. And, and we got and we got Das Boot. You got yeah, booted yeah. out like like, <laughs> yeah. like you remembered literally right before a trade show. Right. I I, rem- I remember seeing Chano going to manufacturer to manufacturer, yeah, and we went to hustling to trying to figure out who's going to continue yeah. to make this line for us. Right. And he oh ended my up, god, yeah, he ended up uh, working with Nick Perdomo. Yeah. And then the Cameroon came out, and both of those cigars were like major premium cigar staples. Everywhere, mm-hmm. the CAO Anniversario Cameroon and Maduro is like were like one of our hottest selling brands yeah. for years. You've, and you and know, I've did, never had did, a CAO cigar. Is, is that crazy? I've never had a CAO. Well, because you came post. I guess I was later. You came, yeah, you, you came, came post. Yeah, you came post era. There's after, still some out there. Yeah. After it got taken over by General, but right. but those brands eventually over time slowed down. But they kept pivoting. Right, they went into regionals with Brasilia. And yeah, Italia. I remember. I remember reading you know, the American yeah. passport. We, it was like a passport kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we, you know, Timmy would call it World Cup because right when that uh, piece came together. Uh, the World Cup was going on when we had like the umpteenth we Italia, right? You know, and those tobaccos were fantastic to work with. They were amazing. now, you know, would that be sustainable without today? And I, you know, I, Ricky's doing a great job, but it's uh, we, those tobaccos are expensive now. So the the Colombia, the Montefina, right. the Italian. Well, prices are expensive for cigars now. I mean, it's, just, uh, it's all relative. Well, it's all going yeah. up, right? But they were very good at pivoting, right? And keep reinventing the wheel. I mean, I remember one of my favorite campaigns they had was, you know, when Aficionado was Cuban Schmubin. That was their big marketing break. <laughs> it was a brilliant ad. Right. It, well, first off, Timmy finally took off a hairpiece that he had worn for years, which was right. terrible, right? It was a terrible. I didn't know that. Oh, hey, it was a good terrible, looking guy. It was, it was a, wor- a terrible hairpiece. It was a worst kept secret. Mm. Yeah, no, it wow. wasn't a secret. Yeah, it was worst a, kept secret. Yeah, worst kept secret, right. It was yeah. a terrible hairpiece they had worn for years. So he takes off it, and he is good looking as a bald guy. Yeah, Some guys great. can't carry it, yeah. right? So he looks good bald. His sister was there. He looked tough, and his dad had this innocent look like, I'm just along for the ride. You know? <laughs> it was a great ad, and it was Cuban schmoobin. And, like, yeah, like, hey. Right? And yeah. it was, it was, they, they really pivoted well to develop and maintain themselves in the premium cigar industry, right? Right. So then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I mean, not out of the blue to them, but to everybody else right. in the cigar world, they get acquired. Yeah, so, you know, the Cuban movement, we had moved from that campaign, and, and also we were doing some really kind of funny spends, and I was involved with a lot, to see a lot of stuff, and, you know, for me to say that it was me, it was, it was Tim, it was John Huber, Mike Condor, yeah. and two guys that I really endear to, to, to this day, to those two guys uh, did it. Now, you're not in Nashville anymore. No, no, I moved, okay. I moved back to uh, Philadelphia. Right? You ever run into the boys? Uh, ran into him. I was at the show. I was I was snooping around. Okay, to, uh, get the vibe when I made the commitment mm-hmm. to go full time. That that's that was the big thing. And I ran into him. Great. I've stand, I just saw Condor at the Army Navy game. I wasn't there. He was there with his brother. Ran into him. Had a great conversation. And I love. I mean, 
when our office, that beautiful office, you, you've uh, been you there. guys flown me up there, yeah. yeah. So took I me, took me one of the best Eagle concerts, that one of the best concerts I've ever seen. The, so the, the Eagles, the, that was the freaking. Oh, best. you've mentioned that concert. Yes, actually. Well, took me, yeah. So we're great. sitting there at this. Con- well, anyway, so I sat between those two guys. Amazing, like <laughs> you got to hear this concert. So, so me and of course they sit me and Abe next to each other, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah, plenty of room. Yeah, it's I was like, just gonna say that it sounds like, comfortable. Like two of us trying to fight for a middle seat, you know, right. so, uh, <laughs> you know, musical chairs. So we go to this concert, and we're there with um, with Tim and this other guy that kind of was there, uh, president at the time. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we go to the concert, and I like music. I really do. But I also, I'm a big guy. You know, we talked about being, I don't like to be around crowds. I, yeah. I, you know where the story's yeah, going. Yeah. And I want to be like, not that I'm like the green room where I go to the bathroom, I get a drink, yeah. I can do this. I can. I want to. I'd rather, have, huh, I'd rather have, nice. I'd rather have a worse view and be in a suite. Yeah. So I mean, that's, uh, that's my thinking too, and yeah. I'm not that big a guy. But. Yeah. And I look, I look, I look at, and we're like into the twentieth greatest hit of the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was a long concert. I was like, it was a long. And I look concert. at Abe, I'm like. I gotta take a piss and get a beer. You want a beer? He goes, oh, oh, God, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so, you know his eyes. Like I, I, like, I think, I he, think he looked like a kid on Christmas I think morning. when we got up, there was a <laughs> yeah from the seat. <laughs> so the suction of the room. Yes, it's one of those things. Like when I get up, the seat wants to come up with me, <laughs> which happens often. You know, you were it, sitting it, at a concert. What are you doing? Yeah, we had we had killer seats, and then so we got out. We got to the bathroom. We have a beer, and and I said. uh we gotta, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I go, I can't take this. Like, it'd be like listening to great music twenty four seven. It's gonna drive you insane. You know, it's like they, like speaking of Noriega, what they did to Noriega with, uh, well, with What I liked about that concert was it wasn't like just all music playing. They talked a lot about history, and they, right. had, they had a big screen and with clips of their own homemade movies. Oh, that's oh cool. yeah, it was, it was actually cool. very cool. This is before Glenn Fry died, so right. everybody was there, and that was the biggest ticket to get. In the United States, and, and we had great seats. You guys eight. took a yeah. You guys got a great and that was seats. one of the three big venues of yeah. that tour. No, it was definitely epic, right? Yeah. So you now, still didn't buy anything? No, because we, <laughs> we're, we're trying. You're so full of shit. But we're trying to now get to the point where you are today. So now, what happens after the acquisition? Well, right? hold on. Oh, we got, is this the break time now? Yeah, that, this actually right. works though. I, I feel like we're right there. <laughs> we're going to tease ahead to what comes happens after the acquisition of CAO. With Mickey Peg. More to come right here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. <laughs> Cigar Fairy's making round. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Oh, welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Yeah, hello, hello. And Paul. Paul Hi, buddy. Hi. I like getting your reactions when you're reintroing the show all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm glad you enjoy my your facial being entertaining. They're great. I know. That's what I do. I'm here to be. Uh, hey, and you put your hair back to the old way. You had know. a different haircut it where it's parted on the every side. Time I look at him. No, last week it was parted to the side, and he said his hairdresser decided to do something no, different. No, that but was now it's back. that was in, that was during the week. Yeah, I didn't see that. So now you no, 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 I just don't have. I don't have anything in it. That's the thing. On the weekends, I don't put anything in it. Five oh, wait, 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 wait. Where's the re- rewind sound here? 
Thank you. Hold on. During the week, you put something in it? Yeah. What? I've never seen you with anything in your hair other than just basically like it being greasy during well, the week. Because he puts gel in it, probably. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's some kind of, it's a cream-based thing. It's a, is it a pomade? No. It's, Dapper Dan? Any uh, reference? No. Anybody? Yeah, uh, yeah. Old, uh, old brother, where are they? Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> I do not have that pomade. I can have it in a couple of days. What a geographical oddity. No, not a couple of days, two weeks. Yes. Uh, what a geographical oddity, two weeks from everywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything he wants is two weeks <laughs> oh, right, out. All right, right. <laughs> I, I, I saw it once. Oh, so dude. long ago. I when that movie came out, I I, I have the soundtrack. Okay, no, is that weird? No, that's a great sound. One yeah, of the best really. Movie soundtracks yeah. It ever. got it got me into bluegrass. Everybody it got everybody got the they do they did the bluegrass at the at the Oscars. They had them come out and do that music. That's it awesome. got everybody into it. But I, I I had a pirated box at the time, so I got like all the paper everything that just came through on my satellite. Right? Is the uh, time limit for you getting in trouble for that? Yeah, over, it's way past seven okay. years. So. <laughs> So, anyways, so it would literally stay on the pay per view channel for Old Brother Where Art Thou. So, like, it would be on my TV all day, every day. Like, I come home from work, it'd be on. Wow. I would work. I got to the point I'm where, have like, to watch I literally it. memorized like every line in the movie. Like, I knew it by heart. That's how many times I watched who's the movie. Who's in that? Uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, That's who I was John. John. Um, John Lee was. Not Leguizamo? Leguizamo. No, 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 no. It's, it's the other Turturro. Yeah, Turturro, 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 yeah. Turturro, and the other guy uh, who I like very much. He's very funny. The the white guy, uh, the 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 little nerd guy. Yeah, you know, who kept saying he's one of he's that we guy. We thought you was a frog. He's one a of toad. A toad. toad. <laughs> yeah. We thought you was a toad. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Some of the best writing. Some of the best Coen Brothers writing. I think out of any of all their movies, man. All the lines, everything in there was... John Turturro? Yeah. Tim Blake? Tim Blake. Tim there Blake. it is. I forget Tim his Blake name. Nelson. Tim Blake, yeah. Were, were those and the, John you know, the Raising Arizona guys? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they're great, right? But, but 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 that movie in particular, everything, just even even the John Goodman scene where he's like the Cyclops, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, every little dialogue in the words, it was, just, it was a brilliant movie. One of my, it's, it's, it's one of my all-time favorites. Wow. Yeah, literally. Oh, brother, where are they? He was willing to go to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Right. All right. So now back so, we're here yeah. with Mickey Peg. We are here with Mickey Peg, formerly of CAO Cigars, and uh, who has had a lengthy cigar and Davidoff, and lengthy Fil- career. Felipe Gregorio, and it was out for a while. So but, we, uh, we, before we went to the break, we were talking about the acquisition, right? Right. So now this family-run company just got acquired by one of the major conglomerates. It was Scandinavian Tobacco, and it was um, headed by, uh, I guess, uh, Niels Fredriksson. Uh, at the time, it's yeah, it's still at the top. Yes. So we actually were acquired by Scandinavian Tobacco at that time, and I think they rolled it into General after right. that. Yeah. So now General Cigar Company owns the brand. Right. If I remember correctly, there was basically a, a, a mass exodus shortly thereafter. Yeah. So when Scandinavian Tobacco General wasn't even on the radar, at least you know from a CAO standpoint, or I, I guess it was we knew that that it was going to go into that portfolio. So it happens. I immediately get promoted to vice president of sales. I'm like, vice president of what? Right. Because <laughs> I was national sales manager. So um, Now, that was vice president of sales for the CAO line? or for, No, that was for all, and we're going to do, um, we were going to, we're bringing the Cafe Cremes was really big for them, and I, and I think it's still a big monster out there. The I know mass, you were talking about market, numbers. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, we hired one guy, Dana Grilla, who was amazing. He was from um, Texas at that time, and now he lives in Chicago. And so I was basically 
his manager plus you know the, the sales force because we had a direct sales force at that time. Now, so, is that know, for all the general brands at the time? No, it wasn't even a part of the general. Right, it's private. But you guys, you guys had some kind of so it was about a year at the time. You guys were doing distributing Tarano brands at the time. Or, right, we had just taken over uh, the Tarano brand as well. You know, like Wani and those guys, right. and those guys all found places to go and great. And Wani was awesome. Armando, they're all brilliant people. Uh, it was just you know I had my marching orders. You know so. We did that, and um, they all landed on their feet, and so, so we had that. So I, you know, basically, I, I think I was the guy that had to deliver a lot of bad news. They kept you around to deliver all the uh, bad news yeah, to everybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like when I looked at my comp program, I'm like, oh, I, I, I got a like a three percent raise, and then my comp plan didn't change. I was like, okay, right. so I, I guess I should have known at that point. And, and you know, it was still we were falling under the Scandinavian tobacco umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was time, you know. It was, time it was textbook you know it was time for me to go so i how did he tell you they brought me into the office okay at least he brought you into an office yeah some people don't get that that's why yeah and um that was it i walked over to my office and put it in a box and i went home and we were going down to see my uncle down in north carolina and see my little uh cousin who's my godson play football he's played for western carolina so it was a big great family trip and I was debating to tell my wife before after right, that weekend. Right, right. Don't want to ruin like, weekend. Uh, you know, and so, you know, I, I told her, and it's just, well, you can't go down there. We went down there. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just, you know, a uh, guy by the name, you know, my uncle, and just kind of selling me down. said, hey, listen, you've done this before. You've gone through growth. Something's going to happen. So I went back. Now, when you walked out, you, you walked out from the cigar industry. I was yeah, I mean, I, You walked out of the cigar industry at this point. Like, you well, there's a whole other career. Well, yeah. So if, if you remember, you know, everybody talks about that recession that happened at that time. So that really, we weren't, we didn't, we didn't the recession was really, we weren't talking about it. Right. We were talking about FDA. You couldn't right. smoke anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even like cigar chippers on the horizon. Now, now, to, give right. our, to give our listeners an idea. When it was three cents. We're right. talking like this is 2011, 12. We're talking. Yeah. If I'm uh, mistaken. Maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, before eight, that. eight, nine. Somebody's going to come on here and, and, right. and tell yeah. us. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a little foggy because I just wanted to get through that section. So right. I lingered around Nashville until that Easter. And um, uh, I went back. I had a friend back in Philadelphia who uh, brought me back, Timmy Irvine. And uh, we went back and I went. I studied to be a financial advisor. I got all my licenses and all that stuff. That's a big thing. Yeah, and it was a big thing for me to get in at that time because the market it, it was, was terrible. Uh, people were cashing out their 401ks. They were scared. They were, mm-hmm. they were scared. So, uh, again, I'm going into t- an industry <laughs> like that at the worst possible <laughs> right. time. Right. That's why, you know, if you look at our Latin, yeah. if you look at our Latin, yeah, Ignavius, I did, oh, did Dominus. It means the Lord hates a coward. You know, that's like, right. hey, everything, everything you do is the worst time. So why not come in at the bottom of a situation and take it to the top? <laughs> so from there, uh, another buddy of mine, Peter Sims um, from... Lincoln Financial, which is, you know, right there in Philadelphia, you know, the Eagle Stadium. Yes. Link, the Link, or they call it the Drink. <laughs> right. In Philadelphia. We love it. Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, I live in Delco, as they say. So, okay. Um, I didn't know people in Philadelphia called it Philadelphia. No, they don't. York, okay, because New Yorkers. <laughs> I might not be able to fly home on Sunday. <laughs> Philadelphia fans, they're no joke. Now you know. They are no joke. They'll be waiting for you at the terminal. Yeah. Well, I got a bunch of buddies who are ironically down here golfing. This weekend, this is a trip they always do in between the Super Bowl, so I'm I'm sure I'll I'll get chastised tonight <laughs> at some point. So how long how long are you doing financial advising? Uh, before, about eight eight or nine years. And then what happens to get you the itch to say, hey, maybe I need to go back to yes. the cigar business? Well, you know, it was 
I get back in a... And I get into the wholesaling side. So think of a financial advisor as yeah. a retail. So I get in. I'm a retailer again. Because that's, that's... Who the are you re- wholesaling to? Uh, you wholesale to financial advisors. So when I first oh, came you, in... you mean you were wholesaling in the financial side? Right. Got so it. first I was a financial advisor, which would be considered like a retail right. for that business. And then behind that is... Uh, and Philadelphia is really the region that kind of invented this wholesaling. Because right. portfolio managers do not know how to talk to anybody. To people, right. But there's some that do. <laughs> And they and they, they set the base, um, so that the, this wholesaling the guy by the name Tim Seifert uh, was one of a bunch of guys that that started that kind of wholesaling thing, uh, and I'm probably John Kennedy and all these guys I'm leaving out some names, but uh, a guy by Peter Sims brought me over to Lincoln Financial and he goes, listen, I can put you out in the field right away. I'm 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 confident that you're going to be good, but I need you to get on the desk, and the desk is an internal desk that uh, supports. The external wholesalers, mm-hmm. kind of like sales guys today, they have somebody call in. Right. Sometimes a retailer has a better sure. relationship with oh, that person on the, the inside. inside, the inside. Sure. Right. It's very similar to the cigar industry. Even the comp structure, at least with the one I came from, that my conjure built for us at at CAO. So uh, we get. He goes, listen, I'm going to put you on the desk. You got to train. You got to learn. And I'd already had all my licenses, and uh, we're selling retirement plans like 401ks, 403bs. Sure. So. Um, I did that, and they're 29 years old. Here I am, like, 39. <laughs> right. And one year to the day, I got promoted and went out to the field, and I got the Mid-Atlantic again. <laughs> um, and I knew the lay of the land because our business, going sure. to school in D.C. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I was finishing up my grad school at University of Pennsylvania, which, uh, again, hats off to John and, uh, and Condra helped put that together, paid for that. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I, well, I, that's, I was paying for it. I got in a little bit of debt. Because you could get into debt with a school at that time, absolutely. And then, uh, but I got out of it after I won all that money. But that's a whole other segment. <laughs> um, so I did that, and I was feeling it, it was great. I got the family on track. Um, rebound, you know. There was even a couple times where I was working the door at McFadden's just to have a scratch. So where did the itch come to get back in the cigar business? The mutual fund retirement industry drove me crazy. Didn't like it. No, it was good. It's good. It, it's something people need. The plan for retirement, they need to have that tool. It's important, but I, it just wasn't me, you know? All right, so how, what got in your brain to say, I want to do this? I just, I, we were talking about it, and I wasn't Who's waiting. we? So that, that's my two partners. Okay. So Martin Corboy, who was part of that McFadden's, and he owns restaurants. Now he's, he's based in Dallas. Um, and then Frank Leo, who's a friend of ours. So that's why we say this company got germinated from Washington, D.C., because I, I went to school there. That's where I met Martin, best friend. Like, even he's the godfather of my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. We went out the boundaries to. We never said a non-family member would be a godfather. He's the godfather of my oldest daughter, Tierney. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, and then Kylie and Molly are my other two daughters. Hi, girls. Um, so they said we got to get in. We can get the money. We get the money. People that we had for the money at the time, I didn't like. Okay. So because we do, we we have some backing, and um, so. Frank Leo, about the other Frank. Um, <laughs> um, Inside joke. So we were we we met in Dewey Beach. So Dewey Beach is. Um, so he basically urged you to say, "Hey, yeah. why don't we get back in the cigar business?" Right. So that's why I was from D.C. Because yeah. So Frank went to the Air Force Academy, went over to Afghanistan, learned how to procure beer and, stuff, and right. cigars when he was over there. Came back, <laughs> and I always got him cigars. So I've known him for over twenty years. And he went to Accenture, had a killer career, came out, and was able to get a couple of angels. 
And then, you know, obviously we put our time, money, and investors. Yeah. Yeah. So So has this brand officially launched yet? Uh, We're a year old. Let me see. Is this the brand? Yeah. As of November 1st. Let me see. The company's called All Saints Cigars. All Saints Cigars. Okay. And this is, now that's a mock-up that's pretty close. So it's still a prototype. Yeah. This one here. Yeah, that's pretty close. It's about 85%. Like, if you notice, you'll see the Latin inside the shield. On yeah, the, on I don't see stuff. the name All Saints Cigars. Anymore. So are we correct, not putting correct. that on the packaging, or no? That, that see, we see the Latin on the inside of the yes. shield. That's going to be in there. That was that we were testing things Got around. It. So now, we, if you look at now, wh- where did the idea for the name All Saints come from? Well, here's the funny thing: is the name Dedication was was uh, we had that first because it was about being dedicated to the people in our lives, and a little selfishly on, on me. Uh, everybody from David Berkebile, matter of fact, that one's called up Berkey after. Uh, it is. It's called yeah. Berkey. And the, the the Toro is going to be called Commandant because me and uh, Frank, we both went to military schools. So his was a little more important than mine. <laughs> and then uh, the 6x6, six six, we're calling huge, just because I've always said huge all the time. <laughs> huge. And then the... Um, you mean, what, wasn't the Trump original saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I said it for years, but... Uh, and then our, I like our, it. I love it. Um, and then the Churchill... Is that's a mock-up band? Yeah, I'm yeah. just get a little image of the band. Yeah, and the, there will be a second band under that that will say dedication on it. But anyway, so that will be called Coach, and that was inspired from my college football coach. We were playing Dayton, we we're coming back, and we lost, and Dayton ended up winning the national championship, Division three, and he was smoked a cigar, and for that guy to smoke a cigar after a loss, well, I guess we did. We had to do something pretty, well, yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and now, he, and he was a big inspiration for me. You know, I started off four years of college. And it had to do with him. He took a risk on me to start me as a freshman. And, um, yeah, those are the factory bands while we're getting. Uh, yeah. Jason's getting all the bands. He overnighted bands to me. So I'm now, put, now, the cigar looks good. Yeah. Who's making, where's the cigar being made? Yeah, so they're made in Tabacusa, the factory that Rocky owns the majority of. Sure. And work, I'm working with That's the milk car. Yeah, in Estelie. Right. Right. And it's right off the Nika one. So, okay. And then um, work with him and then work a little bit with Nimish as well. And... That wrapper, you know, obviously, is a San Andreas wrapper. It's about a medium body. It's a very nice-looking wrapper. Yeah. I don't know if the camera will pick that up. It's what, what, really what nice. Makes no, with wanna, the light what, what on it now, you can see it. looks very solid. Well, Rocky yeah. and I have been friends for a lot of years, and it's it just, you know, matter of fact, we talk about when I left, CAO, or CAO left me. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was wanted to do something with Rocky if I was going to go anywhere, and I looked at it, a couple of places. People flirted with me, and then nothing happened. Uh, but, you know, he already hired Dave Bullock, you know, all those things. And he had an infrastructure that I couldn't. I fit. Couldn't, there was I couldn't, no fit. There was no, there was no there was fit no anywhere. Fit. There was no place for you. Because if you look at all those national sales managers with those guys today that I could maybe had an opportunity to work sure. with, they're all, they're all still there. They're all doing great jobs, you know. And obviously Nick just promoted his son, which is great. You know, and, yeah. I, and then I remember when his son would help us emergency get tobacco. Uh, so God bless his son. He's doing great. I love it. Um, so... That's it. Where was the train of thought? Where was I going? Why, so where? Why, why work with Rocky? Yeah. Uh, why work, and that's why because I always trusted him. So mm-hmm. there was a time too when you know the rumor mill back in the day that he was going to take over Davidoff and got president to know each other. Davidoff, right? right. Gonna make him president. And I loved it. I loved this. I loved the cigar. That wasn't that wasn't a rumor, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. No, no. I'm just saying, everybody. It, it was a rumor, but it ended up not really being a rumor. It was actually in the mix of maybe happening. At it the was time. almost done. I, I think. I it don't know. Almost, I was almost Rocky done. and I have never talked about it, it since then. The story I got is pretty much was almost kind of done twice. I mean, right? They they really want because Peter was the president of Davidoff at the time, and 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 
I guess they were courting Rocky to be president of Davidoff. This is before Rocky had really taken off with his Rocky Patel brand. At that time, he was just Indian he tobacco. Just, he really had uh, some, uh, and I think that's what might have held up. I mean, it, it, it really was the best thing that ever happened to him in retrospect, right? Yeah, well, well look at the job. Right. But what happened was the, it was supposed to be completely under wraps, and then the rumor all got out, and the, they didn't want nothing to do with it. Right. It fell apart. Then right before the trade show, supposedly they had a private meeting in a suite that no one was supposed to know about. They wanted to, you know, Make it happen and see if they could get this done right. without it becoming. But and literally, like on the show floor, like hours right. after that meeting, oh, Rocky's becoming the new president. Down and over, yeah. and it just everybody sh- finds. Is that out. when you were uh, Ming, yeah. the uh, merciless? Was that when you were Ming? It could be, man. I'm, like the years are. I was blurred. like, how's a retailer paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> literally, my, 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 we that, were talking about it last that week. Was, yeah. That was the year my like my face was all over the Drew Estate booth. Yeah. I mean, like literally, I mean, they had like ten by ten canvas. <laughs> Is that when your modeling career peaked? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know that canvas still hangs in my uh, one of my stores. That canvas from that booth. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, God rest his soul. You know, um, Scott Chester, yep. who, who was acid. You know, the right, 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 acid, absolutely. You know, he his Scott good, died. No, no, no. But 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 Ashman who is like has worked with him in his company or who actually did that photo shoot passed away in a motorcycle accident yeah like a couple of years after that photography that was, was horrible yeah. yeah yeah anyways unless morbid things yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of exciting things so yeah so um that's why working with rocky and, and you know we, you know you always go in threes and i had we had rocky in mind and i and frank came down with me and we went and met and we thought we were interviewing Rocky, Rocky, and Nimish, and Nish, and, and Dave, and Hamlet. <laughs> they were interviewing right. me. Like, if, if they're going to let me have access to, you know, that factory yeah. and his library of tobaccos and use those resources, which if we didn't have something like that, I think, you know, and we do, and our capital is strong, but I, I think that would have put a little bit of a pinch on our cash flow to, to start if, if we didn't have that, right. well, that, that support from Rocky. Now this is and not on retailer shelves right now. No, yet. it's not. When so, when do you expect to have product that you will start shipping to? We want to ship retailers that, that consumers can actually buy. Yeah, so we want to ship that uh, on March seventeenth. Uh, so the boxes, oh, the far, boxes are almost not done. far off. Yeah, so that cigar has been sitting for about nine, ten, uh, is eleven this months. The, is this the product that's gonna? Yeah, so that, okay. that probably is not, and I have some of those, and I have plenty of those to smoke, but one of the things I want to do is once, those are the ones that I've had that I'm kind of going around and meeting with people I right. trust mm-hmm. and saying, here, take a look at this, take a taste of this. But the ones that are going to come out in March, they're, they're in the cedar closet, resting, as we say. You know? So they're, they're not even going to taste well, I wanna, I wanna, Yeah, I, wanna, I wanna put both of them together. Oh, sure. it's, it's delicious right now. I can't wait for you to have it. Sure, um, sure. But you have them right next to each other. It's going to be a fun, that's where the geek comes out and right. have all fun yeah. with it. Right. And, you know, it's like bourbon. It's a predictive it's that particular drum. Is this going to work at the, right. at the end of this now you're year? Speaking my language, right? Oh, I, so I, the so the actual name All Saints, right? The, there's a story behind that, right? Yeah. Because the three of you, well, right. Go ahead. You can you can tell. Yeah. I don't want to tell it for you. So but. so dedication. <laughs> we we knew we wanted to call it that, and it was like, hey guys, this has to be. You know, the 21 years I, I, I was in it, the 20 25 years I'm going to be in it. Um, Just so we're clear, dedication is the line name. Yeah. That's yes, that's right. correct. All Saint Cigars is the company. The company. This line is called dedication, right. and we want to make sure that we delineate all our lines that come out, so each line does have their own personality. Mm-hmm. With that said, there's a solamente that's out there. I don't want to confuse. You anything. mean something that's clear to the consumer? Wow, <laughs> what, a, what a concept! Well, the, the, because there's no manufacturers that make things complicated to the point where the retailers can't right. even understand it. <laughs> Every retailer no, said to me, don't. "Sarcasm." They said three things to me. Every single one. 
One, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Two, make sure we can pronounce the name. And three, make sure we can delete, delete, whatever that word is. Delineate. Delineate. <laughs> and, you know, I went to bed at a decent hour last Listen, night. I, I get those three lines. It's an age thing. It happens right. to me a lot now, too. Yeah, I got to stop using your, the your head knows the word, but your mouth just doesn't want to say it right. Yeah, my wife will differ. She'll say my mouth works faster <laughs> than my head. I get myself in trouble, you know, with the in-laws sometimes. But, um, so... They, they, so, they, forget, they forgot the fourth thing. What? Don't make a weird box. Yes. Yes. Well, no, make something that works in a humidor. Yes. Well, that's yeah, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to. Uh, it, it's simple. If you look at the vista, you could probably maybe pull out that vista, the top one. Is there a vista in there? Not that I missed. Oh. Oh, maybe it's underneath. Hang no, on. no. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. So that's the actual vista that we're going to use. So, uh, and that's going to be re- reminiscent of definitely what what the cigar band is going to look like. Uh, with that golden boss, it did a really good job. I, you know, wanted to pop, wanted a classic, wanted something that's timeless. And I remember when I was working at Davidoff, one of the things that captured me, and Davidoff had a really big influence, but Davidoff was kind of sometimes hard because at, at that time, was, oh, I had a great Davidoff. Well, what was it? Was it a Grand Cru? Was it a Mill? What, you know, what, what right. series was it? Was it, right. you know? Oh, you can't, you don't know. Right. And if you knew how to read the band, which I did, you right. know, like, do you have the band? No, but it was it was a white band. Like, they would talk to you like, right. you're a moron. Yeah. I'm like, well, I know it's white gold, but there's oh, a little thank thing. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that how describes you, five how things. You, how, you, how you doing there, sir? Uh, so, uh, that's what we wanted to do. And uh, when I went over to, one of the times I went over to Switzerland, uh, my oldest daughter, Tierney, was born, and they gave me a Don Perignon. Davidoff, that was in the a Cuban. Uh, the Cuban. Wow. One of the ones that Zeno didn't throw into the fireplace. Wow. And I love. No, he's not kidding. And they I love that. Cre- My wife's a big champagne drinker. She loves champagne. I love that crest. That kind of like, yeah, yeah. like the shield. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's Dom Perignon on it, and it's a really neat piece. And uh, that was always in my mind. So in that white and that gold, that's why you see all these influences of the white and the gold sure. on this initial line. Uh, and the flavor profile is a lot of my inspiration from, you know, working with Tim and, and Huber, uh, you know, at CAO. So did it, it, did it's you really... go down to Esteli to work with them? Oh, yeah. Then? Went down with Melkar and uh, Nimish was down there. Uh, the other brand, Solamente. It... Did Nimish stay sober? Uh, yeah. Well, Just curious. I, yeah, well, I got to tell you. <laughs> asking, so... asking for a friend. Yes. Asking, asking for, for a friend. A friend. Uh, he, he was unbelievable. We get out of the airport, and, I, it, you know, it had been a while, you know, our first trip down there. It had been a while since I'd been down there, and obviously I wasn't going down in 2018. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's so it's so funny when you go up Nika one and you see all the Sandinista signs and all that stuff. So we get out of the airport and uh, he goes, "No, as we're going through customs, he goes, make sure you get the four. You, like you like rum too, right? Like, yeah, I love Florida Connie. He goes, get the four packets, four for forty. Drink two while we're down. We're down there for like a day and a half. No, right? We're down for four days. <laughs> drink you, can, you, you can drink two and take home two because <laughs> you're gonna have to check your luggage because you got to bring samples back." <laughs> and so, and every day we would we would sum up the day when we go. Uh, we were staying at the Hex on that trip, and we'd sit on the on the balcony and just go over all our notes and everything that we talked about. Uh, because sometimes a milk car is is great, but sometimes there's a you know a little bit of a translation. So, and the more you work with him, the more he can understand where you're going. So, uh, yeah. So going down to Nika, it's always fun. So on the seventeenth, as you said, with when you hope to have the brand launched, how that, many, well, that's what we want to ship. Like, yeah, yeah. How many offerings are you going to have available, or what is actually going to be available? Yeah, so there's going to be four sizes. It's going to be an ongoing brand of the dedication uh, of the dedication. Uh, the, the the robusto, as I was saying before, is going to be called the Berkey. Mm-hmm. I named, we named it after David Berkebile, who is, does he know? 
I don't him? think he does. I, I I forgot to call. You really? You didn't tell him? I mean, it's like kind of an. <laughs> he honor. was invoice zero zero one. He, you know, his I, I invoice said, is zero. So when zero I went to meet him with him, he goes, he goes, I get a dollar, like get my first dollar. He says real pristine dollar. I'm like, no, give me a really dirty one. I want a really dirty dollar. <laughs> so he signed the dirty dollar, uh, and um, it was great. Well, we went to the we were going to go with traditional names and decided to have a little fun with it. And also, uh, my partner Frank, he, his uh, Burke is his kid's name spelled differently. Oh, okay. So uh, it, 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 there's a lot more meaning to just, just the one I'm telling you. Uh, and then the Toro, obviously, we're going to call Commandant. And I actually was inspired by my Commandant at Valley Forge Military Academy. Uh, Frank tells me that he was avoiding his Commandant <laughs> at the Air Force Academy. So, wow. So that that was, uh, but that's where he, that's why he's been so successful. Well, I got to um, tell you, I, I've been finger banging this cigar since yeah. I've taken it out of the box. <laughs> Reminds me of prom night, but <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you, from what I could tell, just without even cutting or drawing out this construction, on this thing seems extremely, extremely solid. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, again, I mean, this is a well filled, not too firm, not too soft. Um, well, hopefully, it's, it's a good looking cigar. I, I like firm. You know, I'm not afraid of a firm having a firm cigar anymore. Now, if you remember, if, if we'd got some before the show, which our producer is normally supposed it's to my do, fault. Right. when we have a skilled producer, but Paul's the best we can afford. Right. But we like to get the cigars before the show, so we can actually smoke them and talk about them on the air. Right. In our current studios, we can't smoke. Now, hopefully, in another couple of months, when we ever finish the construction in our new studios, we will be smoking. In the oh, studios. that's awesome! Well, yeah. we were good for the round going back. You and I were texting, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I, you knew I was going to be down here, so we just kind of sent the trip. So. But, you know, they're all draw tested. You know, one of the things I remember when I exited the business, there was about 65, 70% of the people would, that you confirm draw tested every cigar. Now it seems like everybody does it. If they're not doing it, they have the machinery in the factory. They're, 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 they're not they're, using they're, them. They're, they're, they're skipping a step. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen the machines. I've been to factories where those uh, machines are just covered up. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, God. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one time I'm down there with Nimish, and I think it was, it was the first time down there, and Nimish kept going, this is the thing, Nikki. That's gonna make your cigar. It's a draw tester. I'm like, I love the draw tester. Like Matt, you've never seen it. Uh, but, but uh, that, we call this a wheel. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever seen one, but it's called a wheel. But what, what's good though is I love. It's this gonna thing. be huge. I love. I love. Yeah, I love the passion. You know, matter of fact, you know, one of my jobs. A lot of people talk about the humidity around the cigar. They don't talk about the, hum- the the moisture that's in a cigar. Of course. So talk about humidity. I actually one of the things I did just before I left CIO. John sent me to Hamburg. To um, go over and we did a moisture test, you know, because you want about eight percent, nine percent moisture in your in cigar. the cigar itself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's actually a new tool. Yeah, by a guy. Oh, it's, it's we're, I forget what it's we're called. We're gonna have cigar medics. He's gonna call. Yeah, cigar medics. He's coming He's awesome. on the show. He's actually gonna be a vendor at the Great Smoke, but it's it's literally like a like a meat thermometer. Like you could yeah. put it into your cigar. Well, and I think test the, same the, the inside of the cigar. The plaster wall guys do it too. Yeah. So. But and, and then what he does is he converts that to rel- uh, the relative, moisture right. to relative humidity. Yep. It, it'll tell you all about it, and, and it's a fun thing to put. I, I use it all. I use it all the time. It's totally a cigar geek product, right? Because all my tests, all my sample cigars are in my house right now, mm-hmm. and I got you know, one of those tall things. And like you know, see, it's really funny because yeah. like I, I've gotten past my cigar geek years, right? That's always early on, right. and you just kind of get past it. And like now, I'm I'm re going through my geek. Stages in wine because I've just now gotten right. like heavily. Mm-hmm. We've drunk wine, we crack any ball port and drink it, right? We right, never thought right. twice about it. Now I got aerators, I got freaking, uh, yeah. what do you call it? The, 
What's uh, the big round thing you pour the wine into? A like, decanter. Yeah, decanter. I got decanters. Yeah. I got fridges. I yeah. got I got a Coravin. I mean, now I, I'm re-experiencing my whole geekiness sounds, now. In sounds the like wine. my house, but I'm sure yours are way nicer. In the wine. <laughs> yeah, right. becoming. You know, being that your wife is really very knowledgeable, you guys should come over for a wine and, and, we'd, we'd and love cheese to. Night. I mean, she's pregnant it, now. She can sip. Oh, that's right. She what? Does, she does Actually, sip, you know but... what? I think the doctor told Brandy she could have a glass of red wine every now and then. Yeah, my wife would have one every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I she does. Did, she yeah. does, but people, people freak out People freak out, yeah. Oh, people my freak God. Out, but we have a friend Kinda that's like, a doctor. Kind of like Larry David. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you took the joke from me. I, I was oh. going to. Yeah, meanwhile, my mom, my mom was just toking down cigarettes during both her pregnancies, you know. My wife got a book from her mother. Uh, and it was from like the fifties that was given to her from her mother, and it said keep it to like two martinis and one cigarette a day. <laughs> right? Swear to yeah. God, I'll get a photocopy. I'm, I'm gonna find you. it and I'll send it up. That's to That's awesome. Right. And my wife was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> All right, on the line now, uh, Mr. William Cooper, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is calling in from Colorado. Yeah. That's correct. Good morning. Hello, C- Coop. What is going on, and why in the world are you in Colorado? Why not? Well, I'm a, I'm actually here. I was actually here for non-cigar business. I had a my national sales meeting, and I can just tell you, like in my business, my national sales meeting is a national sales meeting. Is all I just say. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I, <laughs> Coop, I want to do this little thing with you if you want oh, to participate. We're gonna start. Absolutely. We're gonna start like a little thing that's gonna track your cholesterol level throughout <laughs> the year. It's gonna be a little barometer. Oh, it, 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 I'm in big trouble already this year. <laughs> like I just yeah. want to see where the current numbers at. And we're gonna yeah, track dude, it. You're, you're eating we're is gonna, out of control, dude. dude. We're track I mean, where it's at, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Dojo took me out for that Colorado uh, pork chili, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it was it was good. <laughs> at a dive My bar. My poor right? man, Coop. <laughs> hey Coop, it, 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 it's Mickey. I, I know we haven't met, but I love the fact that you're a Phillies fan. I, fo- I follow you, so it's uh, you're a Phillies oh, fan, no, right? Oh no, I know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so you're a Phillies guy. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. You never met Coop? Uh, maybe back in the old days. Uh, I, I, I doubt. I, I know, Mickey. I think I met you actually because you mentioned Craig Cass. I think you were in town when I first moved to Charlotte. Oh, okay. Uh, and did a sale event. Club or we were something? down at like the old club. Yes. The old downtown club. Yeah. With, with yeah, the, I think was we that with yeah. That's okay. Huh, so, so yeah. Coop, uh, let's God. see what's going on in the news this week. Well, you guys. Hey, y'all, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. <laughs> well, there's a lot of pressure going on there. This is, this um, is, Coop's, first, uh, this is Coop's first time. Coop, you, you spoke over your intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I go ahead. Well, I, I can't hear the intro. Oh really? Okay, we'll really? S- start again. Go ahead. Yeah, you can't hear the intro on the phone. I mean, Adam just started talking. iHeartRadio's Radio's <laughs> finest here. Yes, thank you, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Yeah. All right, so Coop, what's in the news? Yeah, start this that week? story again. Oh, so I missed both my Colorado story. Oh, that's good. That's good actually. <laughs> uh, so the big news, obviously, is <laughs> um, which which you guys hit at the top of the show. And, uh, Adam, I think the information you have is the information I'm hearing as well. Um, that, as well as Abe, your information, I think they were kind of already looking to get out already as well. So I think you guys covered that already. But that, it's a big story. It's a big loss for the trade show. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, is it a big loss? I mean, is, is it, okay, let me rephrase that question. And for those of you who weren't around the first hour, obviously another breaking news in what I call the purge of 2020 yeah. of everybody <laughs> bailing on the PCA, the, our trade show. Um, is it really a big loss for the show other than revenue? 
Well, yeah, and I would look at it as, I mean... Outside of creating a little revenue. excitement and because they gave... People would buy from Phillips and King, you know, so it's not like they were exhibiting a lot other than the Ventura stuff, which isn't huge. So, I mean, but there, are, I know people would do a lot of ordering with Phillips and King at this trade show. Yeah, but is it a big loss for a trade show? I don't know. I think, like I said earlier... They, they, lost, the, they lost trade shows. I mean, they, have a, they, they had a lot of square footage. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, other than, than revenue, right? I, I don't know if, honestly, the... Premium Cigar Show was typically really a Phillips and King event. You know, outside of creating a little bit of excitement with giving away a Rolex, you know, and I'm not even sure they still did that in the last few years. Ooh. Oh, that was a big thing at the end of every yeah. trade show, right? And they did that for years. Yeah. But you have to remember, like, when I first got in this industry, right, everybody was walking around with Phillips and King's bags, right? Or it was Cretec bags back mm-hmm. then, right? And they had girls. In my, but in, in the last few that I've attended, and I haven't went to the last few years worth, man, their booths are empty. It was, it was like they, a um, ghost town walking around. I wouldn't say last year they weren't empty. I, I, they I were empty booths. I wouldn't put them into it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? you have, you're talking like three, four years ago, right? Maybe longer. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't what it was when I first got in. And you want to know what? I just don't, I, I really don't know, and I think they knew this too, if the premium cigar show was really a place that they needed to be. They're they're more C-store oriented. The TPE is literally their show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their show. Yeah, it's literally their show, and really the show that they kind of really probably do way better in. So, I, I like I'm just saying they were just looking for the wind wind to blow the right way, probably, and say, hey, look, we're not coming to this show anymore, and you know they got it. Apparently, they didn't give away a Rolex last year. Casey Aldolani said he they yeah, gave I mean, away a motorcycle. Like your, that, oh, a motorcycle! <laughs> I mean, that's your shtick every year. To I'll take show. the Rolex, <laughs> <laughs> right? How am I going to ship a motorcycle back is my real question. Yeah, that's the nightmare. Right. You win something like that? Now, Can what the hell do I do with this? Our listeners, or do you want us not to? Well, Hold uh, off. Uh, sure. Because I, I think, by the time I get back from the show, yeah. I'll have all the bands. Matter of fact, I just think Jason cool. sent me the bands. I'm going to put them on. Oh, I'm really? home for a day. I'm putting them on the cigars. Because <laughs> I've done I know how to put them on. I yeah. got the glue. I so, just think it'd be cool for listeners to get these pre-banded, whatever, be one of the first people in the country to try with it. With a factory band, or do you want them no, with No, this. I, I want, yeah. Is this all right? Would that all right with you? Yeah. All right, so listen, AJ Smokes is going to do some promo this week or some little thing. You tell Brilliant. me this before I leave. Yeah. Hey, who's, who's going over to the shop with me? Who's going to smoke with I, me? I got a monster truck show with my son. Monster I, truck? I got a monster cigar I want to smoke. I know. Oh, I got <laughs> listen, I told you when you called me. This is not yeah, the time Yeah, I know, I know. It, my, my crap is all uh, over the place. I love here. it. But, yeah, we're going to give away this four-pack on, on KMA Talk Radio on our Facebook page. You could be the first people, really, in the country to try this cigar that's not even banded, ready for market. This is out of Mickey Pegg's own personal stash he's walking around with. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give this away on uh, AJ's. Pay attention to AJ Smokes on KMA Facebook. They'll go out. So, yeah, Coop. We'll talk about it after something we do. What else is going Sorry, on Coop. this week, Coop? Um, there's a bunch of announcements with TPE starting next um, Wednesday. You're starting to hear some product announcements right now. And there's more product announcements than in previous years because there's been some incentives for people who are actually uh, exhibiting at TPA. There have there's some discounts in terms of uh, the cost of exhibiting. So in turn, if if companies agree to release new products, um, they get a discount. So you're seeing some is new product what, hit. Is that what the drive? Because I was saying I've never in the whole history of my career saw premium cigar companies say, "Hey, we're making something that we're releasing at the TPE show," and like now they're all doing yeah. it. Is that what the incentive, man? These guys at the TPE we are actually, really smart. Yeah. They're really smart, it, man. It, yeah. And this is not just, like, me making this up. This was announced. We actually reported this back uh, in the fall on Cigar Coop. So they actually put out a statement on this. And uh, it's not a huge discount, but any discount is still good. And, and, not, and a lot of companies are taking advantage of it right now, big and small. 
No, that is, that's a very interesting thing. I mean, I've seen that more than ever. Anything else going on in the news? Are you going to the TPA? Yeah, so I mean, I'm going? going to be at TPA. Um, I'll call in next week from TPA for sure, so I'll be there. But uh, Drew Estates made some announcements. Uh, they're they're releasing um, a line extension to the uh, Corona Pequeno line extension to Undercrown. They're uh, they're going to bring back uh, one of the uh, Facebook cigars that you call it, Abe, uh-huh. uh, the Year of the Rat. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. So when do we expect them to get in a fight with Davidoff over the uh, releasing a Wait, Year I of the thought, Rat? I don't I think thought, they can. No, I thought they, they lost. Can. I thought they lost that because they gave away a whole bunch of boxes they made that they never gave out at the show because I thought of some issue they were having with Davidoff. Now, are they going through with it? Um. Well, let's put it like this. They're not the only ones doing Year of the Rat Cigars, um, but the, there's a few going on outside the U.S. I don't know what the battle is in the U.S. right now. Right. Um, but I, was, someone that... told me that they can't, that that may not be able to be trademarked. It probably can't. So yeah. it's it's the same as Christmas. Like, you could call it a Christmas cigar, but it... Right. Like Christmas beer. Yeah. It, you, it, nobody, you uh, can't trademark it. Well, last year they had made some, and then they ended up not putting it out in the showroom floor. Because they, and, and, they and, got scared. Well, it was... It was a China release, right? And then what they did was they just gave them the select retailers as gifts instead of talking about Red it. Red boxes with gold. Yeah, yeah, remember I had a box. Yeah, yeah I saw it. Yeah, yep. So that's interesting. Yep, yeah, so you'll, you know, that, but they're going to have that as an event-only cigar as well. But they're they're showcasing it as TPA. And you're right, actually, the cigar has been around for a while, too. They used to have it as the uh, when they had the Drew Estate Lounge yes. in Sunrise, yeah, Florida. Yes, uh, they, that was available there. So yeah. actually, I went down. And actually, I have actually smoked that cigar. It's really good too. Absolutely, sounds like a good time. Uh, cigar nobody will be able to get. Can I mention something, Cooper? You done with with news and headlines? Well, we get that. Yeah, go ahead. You got a little up in a tizzy yesterday on Facebook uh, when Abe. Oh, uh, what? So Abe uh, commented I, I he know, tagged you. I didn't know if there was a missing post because his post really didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand it. It looked like he was replying to somebody, but I don't know what. So I, I, and I, I agree. So I don't know if our, but usually we would see it if it was hidden or deleted. But what you got tagged in a post that that I uh, made a post because you and I had. I think there might have been a miss. I think there might have been a misunderstanding with it on my part. What happened is I got I saw I was tagged in a post with with Trump right. And here's the thing, I, I have hey, Abe tagged no you in the, post, in the game. And I'm like I typically, my policies, I don't get involved in these Trump, anti-Trump things. Right. Like, look, Skip Martin was trying to bait me on my show the night before <laughs> on this, right? I know. Right? I saw. Well, you I saw. cannot, you can, look, <laughs> I, 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 look Mike Bellady and Skip Martin are, are going to just die early because they're, they're going to try to convince the other side. So I think I tried to untag it, and then there was a comment there. Um, and I might have misconstrued what Abe put up there. It was it was something more on the, the, the tobacco twenty one thing. So I think that was more of a it, misunderstanding on my end. Yeah, it wasn't. That. It wasn't. It really wasn't a Trump. Nobody reads. That's the problem. Yeah, right? they just yeah. skim. Yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, yeah and so is Jeff Borschwitz. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't. Look, well, he was. Cause he made a comment too. It, it wasn't. It wasn't nobody. It wasn't a Trump pro Trump, and it wasn't a pro twenty one. It was. The comment and debate you and I had about the maturity of 18, 19, Where they get their names. And, right? I, and yeah. I, I'm like, this kid strung along more, put together more coherent sentences in one dialogue than I've heard from any 19-year-old probably in a long time. He was a very intelligent kid. Now, and my point was, whether you agreed with his views or not, I was just impressed he could speak that intelligently. And that, yeah, literally. Yeah. So I was like, here's a perfect example of how there are 
you know, exceptions to our argument, and that's all it was, and then it became a pro-Trump thing, and then Jeff chimed in, if you could die for your country, you should be able to vote. <laughs> and that's never been my argument, you know? If you could die for your country, you definitely should be able to smoke a cigar, and you definitely should be able to so vote. So just make everything the same well, age I mean, as you. Yeah, once yeah. again, yeah. nobody really reads the commentary, but yeah, so I, it, yeah. I, it wasn't a debate, it was just like, look at this intelligent kid, so obviously there are some 18, 19, 20-year-olds that actually can be coherent, whether you agree with their views or not. It wasn't even about his stance for view. Just, yeah, maybe a, you're you, like the way you posted it. I don't know. I but I, I kind of just it, said. It, I but it was entertaining skip, as skip, hell. Uh, nights, <laughs> yeah, Skip two nights ago started calling me a Trump guy. I'm, I'm a joke. <laughs> like, where do you get this stuff, right? Now, I'll, I'll disclaimer. I went to a Trump rally once, right? Why? Because I wanted to see a, a presidential candidate. But I, but I would have went to any candidate's rally. Like, I don't have this, like... Is that and true? I, I don't understand people like why they do this. Listen, all they're doing is antagonizing. People. Listen, when, you know, when Skip is done with his Xbox and polishing up all his watches right. and showing off of rums that he gets that no one in the world could find, right. he uh, trolls on video, yeah. yeah, he trolls on Facebook so he can rile up entertainment. He gets bored. Right. I mean, what else can you do when you live in Nicaragua? <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he has an internet connection, to be honest, right? I mean, oh, I did. Delody's gotten though. worse than him. Delody's <laughs> gotten worse with the political stuff than him. Uh, on we, the other side, he does post a lot. I, he does post a lot. Him and my father in law. way worse. Him and my father in law at the top. Yeah, Skip's actually calmed down a bit on it to some extent. Not totally, this but way, yeah. Mike Bellady posts from passion and what he believes in. Skip totally posts. To see who he could rile up and instigate in our, uh, a that, whole do you dialogue. Think, do you yeah. think that's what he's doing? He's Absolutely. just trying to get it. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. I can see that. Skip, you got to remember the Skip's, industry's kind of more anti-Skip's views. Absolutely. So he knows what he's doing. No, he loves that position too. See, I like Skip, Skip more yeah. and more now. Yes. <laughs> Skip sits on the sh with his phone and goes, hmm, <laughs> what could I say right now that's going to really rile people? Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. And then he just makes a post. And now I want to try his cigars. You have tried his cigars. No, I have not. I have not had his cigars. Really? You had a bunch, but oh, really? I, I've I never tried one. Any? No. Sucker. No, because you said you liked them. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're pretty <laughs> good. I'll me. smoke them. They're Skip, pretty good. Skip, <laughs> listen, I've never said Skip makes bad cigars. No, you Skip, did not. Skip you makes not. good cigars. Skip just doesn't have a model that that works, works for, for anybody that really wants to sell his cigars. <laughs> it works. It works for basically him and him alone. You know? I so, like him. I, I like his cigars too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'll buy him retail of them out, and I find them. But you know, it just doesn't work for anybody who really wants to sell his brand. So, so Coop, what's coming up on Cigar Coop this week? Um, there's going to be a bunch. Obviously, TPE is going to be the focus of things. There'll be uh, the TPE uh, preview should be out by tomorrow, mm -hmm. so that's going to be the big thing. Then there'll be coverage from TPE throughout the week, so you can expect to see that. And uh, how drunk did uh, you and Master Sensei get last night? Not much. No, I, we didn't. <laughs> I saw you sign no, the refrigerator. Was, you, you signed the refrigerator in his garage? That's a big deal. Is that what it is? I, I, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the refrigerator, like the, the garage, the garage, the dojo studio is actually has sunglass, and it's a really, really cool setup they have. It's a standalone garage, um, but you walk in there, it looks like a studio. It doesn't and, look like a garage. And he's got he's got air circulation in there, everything and everything that they put in. He yeah, he was talking. Yeah, about. it's better than our yeah, studio. I mean, <laughs> it actually, yeah, my studio needs some upgrades after this. But there's no um, heat well. in there. Is there heat in there? Yeah, they have. They have. Yeah, they have. They have some pretty good insulation like a, on top. Like a kerosene AC heater in there. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Coop, we look forward yep. to hearing from you from the TPE next week. Say hi to the dojo guys for me while you're still there. 
Yep, I'll be calling from Vegas, so I'll still is, be in Vegas uh, when we is talk. Is this your first TPE? Yes. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Ooh, I look forward to your yeah. thoughts on the differentiating yep. between oh, that's TPE be, and BCA. That's going to actually segment, segment him some good time. I'd like to actually pick his brain. That's and, next week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I haven't, yeah, I'm flying I've on Saturday night, TPE, so we'll have so. some time. Yeah. I was at, before I, they bought. I, I, yeah, I I've never them. been to any version of them, no matter who had them, because Tobacconist Magazine ran it for a while. Was it owned by Tobacconist Magazine? I thought it was NATO, wasn't it? NATO? Oh, that was NATO. Was, I, I, was I, I can't keep you. Yeah, was that a different I, show? I forgot about NATO altogether. Well, now yeah. they're not even I just remember the day I was always in Vegas. I was like, ah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, Coop, we'll talk to you next week. Safe travels, my friend. Take care, everybody. All right. See you, Coop. All right, that is Cigar Hype. Make sure you check out Cigar Hype and Coop for all the latest news, content, and quality information about what's going on in the cigar world every single week. I want to, before we get into the cigar and see an asylum, I want to touch on a, a thing that's, that's becoming like now the big... Is that the topic? Okay, yeah. I was going to ask if you wanted to talk uh, about it yes, this week Paul, or not. Yeah, I got it. Thank right. you, buddy. I have it here? Okay. Uh, but, no, I mean, this is like the big topic. I, I, I was going to do it. I was actually going to get some of Coop's feedback on it, but Matt, Adam just like hurriedly rushing it off know, the show. I didn't it's know okay. you wanted to do it. Let him stay on the end. What do you so care? We should really have Sokka in for this con- conversation. No, it's not. Because there's, no, there's no right or wrong answer to this. This is mostly a personal view, but like all the rage and everybody's talking about now retro healing you don't know how to uh, smoke a cigar unless you retro who's writing that ronnie haisha haisha <laughs> yeah, he's everybody I, 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 I got news for you gabby calf made it to really yes really? gabby calf he said basically you know if you don't retro heal, you're not really smoking a cigar and, and that's from a doctor i, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah. I i'm just want to take my personal opinion a lot of people is like look retro healing for me is a different facet in how to experience a cigar and not everybody goes to all depths. And I'll be telling you, I, I retrohale. I don't retrohale every cigar I smoke. I was just going to ask you that. Not every cigar is a retrohale. I don't retrohale every cigar I smoke. There's some cigars that I will enjoy retrohales on. There's some cigars that I don't. There's some cigars that I'm smoking in the moment not to get the full experience. Just like there's a bottle of wine I open that I don't decant, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I, this big movement that's out there, that like, oh, you must retrohale. You don't know what you're doing. I, I, I just... That, that's not my personal stance. Cigars think, made for retrohaling? Well, there, listen, there you are. can make a cigar that, that's made for retrohaling yeah. based on a retrohale taste. Absolutely. But, you know, I don't think guys out there should feel pressured. Like, oh, if I don't do this. No, dude. Everybody enjoys a cigar in the way they're going to enjoy a cigar. And if you haven't tried retrohaling, you, it, it's, it's, it's another facet in a way to experience a cigar. So if you want to dwell down to expanding right. how you smoke cigars and how you experience cigars, just like anybody who's into wine and how they store and age. I mean, every... Every passion or every hobby that's like this has different levels of depths that you're going to go to enjoy it. Yeah. Right? There are people who will always be, I'm going to buy a bottle of wine in a store, cork it, pour it when I want to drink it, and that's so be it. That's their extent right. of what they're going to get into that hobby. Doesn't mean they're not enjoying the wine when they're drinking it. Doesn't mean it's not good wine. That's the level into which right. they want to dwell, delve right. into enjoying it. I think Retro Hill is along that same lines, right? It, you know, it's, it's a way to experience a cigar. Some people may do it. Some people may not do it. It's not that you're not missing out on experience if that's not how far you want to go to it. You know, you're still enjoying a good cigar. You can enjoy a good cigar without retrohaling. Retrohaling just provides another facet in which to taste and experience smoking a cigar. And, that, and that's basically my comment side because I've seen more posts in the last two to three weeks, maybe in the last month or two, than I've ever seen discussed about I, retrohaling. I've seen it for a lot. And I, I, I tell you, a lot of my buddies that are avid cigar smokers that I've smoked with for 20 years, we used to retrohale all the time. That was something you always did, but I don't remember ever talking about it before. <laughs> and uh, I, I see it, and they, uh, one of my guys, I'm thinking about Joe Fasanelli, he doesn't, 
I don't think he asked me one time how to retrohale. I'm like, I don't know how I do it. I just well, do it. it's natural now. You don't yeah, think about not, it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. And he tried to do it. He almost, <laughs> he died. almost threw up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't do it right, you're inhaling, and mm-hmm. you know, that's right. a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny because when I was sitting with Todd Anderson of Anderson Time Valley Wines, um, who makes phenomenal wines out of Napa. Um, in fact, I think he makes one of the most expensive bottle of wines. Is one of his ghost tour series, the five thousand dollar bottle of wine. Pinky's up, yo. <laughs> but but it was funny because I was explaining. <laughs> Come on, that was he's funny. an he's an avid cigar guy, right? So when we we're in Napa, we were sharing cigars, and I was explaining retrohaling to him because he had hadn't done it and hadn't known about it. And what's funny is I was realizing that I was retrohaling my wine. Yeah, absolutely. When I was hundred percent, just out of natural reflex, right? And then you know he's and he. It connected for him because that's kind of what he normally well, does. So right. it, it, it yeah, would get it on the back, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was a whole different experience from now smoking cigars. There's different flavors that I I agree with the the part of the movement that I I have found with certain cigars. There's different flavor profiles that I will get if I retrohale. You I feel like it's a different experience. Yeah, but there's certain cigars level. that are just way too peppery. At least my taste that are way too peppery for me to Or you retrohale. get nothing out of retrohaling them. Or right. so, sometimes right. you get the pepper on the retrohale and you won't get it on the taste. Right. You, you yeah, because you're more, you're more sensitive there, maybe. Yeah. Now, do you retrohale beer? <laughs> well, he's a big beer a, guy. A Cezanne yeah. would say you do. Because the carbonation, yeah. how would you do it? Well, see, it's a lot like when you retro... Like, with wine, like you said, right. you retrohaling wine, you can do the same thing a lot with bourbon, where you just... Kind of let it go through the entire palate. Yeah. You can do the exact same thing. Last time thing I did that, I broke out in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I do the same thing with beer a lot, where I'm trying to pick out every single note of what hop variation, right. what yeast variation is in there. So, yeah, I kind of do do that as well. It the, does have, it help you identify specifics. You know, sure. Yeah. Well, sure. you're supposed to. So, when you were tasting wine in Napa, did they tell you that when you when you smell the wine that you should have your mouth open? Yes, they smell? did. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason for that because you wanted to get throughout through, your right. get you throughout your factors. entire palate, yeah. Sure. Yes, so, did. so I guess it, uh, that part of it does make sense. It was just natural. I didn't have to think about right. it. Remember right? when taste bud is your olfactory glands? I'm convinced of it. You know, we always talk about the umami, the, the rails, the salt, all that. But you know, when, when you get up there and you get into the well, back of your mouth, because your you, sense I, of I, smell I, is I, so, I, I, and then it helps you identify stuff. I believe that because there are a lot of foods that I don't particularly like. Basically, strictly because the aroma I don't find correct. I enjoy. Ah, yes. Right? But if you try it. they're cooked differently and it doesn't smell like its natural state, I actually don't mind eating it. Right? Eggs is one of those things. I don't like the way eggs smell. I don't like anybody making my eggs except for my wife or a diner. So if my wife's the same I'm just not an egg fan. I don't like the smell of eggs, so I don't enjoy eggs. But you know, my wife makes them a certain Middle Eastern way where it's a lot of parsley and onions and they actually come out looking green. Mm -hmm. They taste great. They smell great. I love eating that egg. So I, I, I totally believe that your taste buds. Can I go out for eggs tomorrow before I go to the airport? Uh, my wife loves making it, man. My kids love it. It's the only way they, yeah, they love it. It's their favorite way to make <laughs> eggs, too. So that being said, is it that time? I think it is. Let's, Let's see know. this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This week, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum? Brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. In my effort today to not hold the piece of paper up in front of the camera for Paul, I'm going to hold it low so I could read it. Low or you can you. hold it to the side no, no, so that I can is, still is see your good? face. Is this acceptable? Does this work for you? Go to the sure. left. Okay. You're not going to be able to see it. Yes, I can. Uh, this week's inductee is the same guy that reads the articles in Playboy. <laughs> a lawsuit was filed in New York this week 
which accuses Canada-based adult Pornhub. A- a- anybody know what Pornhub is? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Pornhub? No, no. Never heard of yes. it. Nobody? Never no, heard of it. No, never, yeah, no, let me no, check your just... browser history. All right, <laughs> go, go to for private. it. Go to private. <laughs> and its sister sites of failing... Oh, check this out. They're being sued of failing to include c- closed captioning in most adult of its adult videos. <laughs> yeah. Who has the volume on anyway? The <laughs> suit was filed. Usually, listen, the volume's always on. It's just really low sometimes. That's all. <laughs> let's be let's be real. And what noise they're saying, we do, we do like the sound. Out. And we what they're the saying doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's not the words. It's the sounds we like. Right, you know? right, right. I'm very much intrigued by what. Why the plumber is there? Anybody uh. recognize that sound? <laughs> right? right? So, yeah, we got the volume on. It's just low. The suit was filed on behalf of Yaroslav Suris, who's a deaf man. The suit. <laughs> you cannot laugh after this. The suit claims that Pornhub is violating the rights of people who are deaf and hearing impaired under, under the Americans Disabilities Act, but not including captions on their video. I want to be the guy that types the captions up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that job? I want that job. That sounds awesome. You know what? I would totally, like that guy from Obama. And we I would totally f*** with them. You want a cheeseburger and fries? Is that what you're asking me for right now? I would totally f*** them if I was typing up the captions. So anyways. Boom, 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 boom. Sirius. Hold on. It's all out. We're such children. Wait. Sirius claims that it's hard. Good use of a word for him to enjoy <laughs> enjoy many of Pornhub's videos because he can't keep up with the conversation. Okay, I can't <laughs> wait. I would. I want to go to this court hearing. I really do. He, I want to see a judge's face during this dialogue. He couldn't follow the plot of a police interrogation or a disciplinary moment involving a babysitter, according to the court documents <laughs> obtained by TMZ. He also saw no point in signing up for Pornhub's premium subscription service because those videos do not accommodate people who are deaf or hearing impaired. Pornhub's response was as follows. While we do not generally comment on active lawsuits, we'd like to take this moment to oppor- <laughs> we'd like to take this opportunity to point out that we do have a closed captions category on our site. Way to keep selling. It only <laughs> has about three hundred videos. They said that's plenty. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, there's only three hundred and sixty-five days in the year. Right. <laughs> there's only three words in the porno. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is the eighth lawsuit filed by Cirrus over the last year. So he's doing this as a Absolutely. career. Absolutely. He has also filed civil rights lawsuits against the Weather Channel, Fox News, CBS, Warner Brothers, TMZ, Columbia University, Investors Business Daily, and NYPD Holdings, the parent company of the New York Post. Court dockets do not show any resolution to those cases. Congratulations, Mr. Suris. You are, without a doubt, this this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by the fine folks of CLE and Asylum Cigars. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, where the problem with all these lawsuits are, right? Outside of the insanity of this one, right? Because there's this uh, two-brother team here in Palm Beach County where one is handicapped, and he goes into places and finds all the uh. dis- disability things, and then his brother sues, right? Because the way it's structured is that fees and penalties are all... They, they, you can go back in history, right? It's, it's, it's it, it, retroactive. It's retroactive damages. And what if, if they would make, if, if there was anybody in Congress with a brain, make a simple law change that when people were caught violating a disabilities act, if they gave them 30 days to cure the problem, mm-hmm. address the problem. Like you do with it, a food, with a food right? thing. Or... And fix it. Guess what would happen with all these lawsuits and these lawyers who chase this crap? 
gone. Yeah. Because now there's no money to be made. And if, you, and if your goal is to really solve the problem and give these people accessibility where needed, you, it'd be enough. And that, that's the problem. It's not. It's about letting these lawyers and everybody go out and make money and abuse the system. And that's my problem with this whole thing. It's really a thing, but Juan yeah. Cancel says he listen, he watches porn for the music only. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Now, now here's an interesting fact. Before Who does we leave. the score? Yeah, right. Listen, Is that Danny, Danny Elfman? Boy, go, boy, go, baby! Oh my, oh my god. god, Dead Man's Party. So wait, wait. I, before we go, I, I want you, when we were talking Uh-oh. about this story, you you told me something the other day is mind boggling about Pornhub. Oh, yeah. Listen, oh, listen, I wait, forgot. Listen well, to I'm this. in digital advertising. Fun fact of the day. Listen to everybody. this fun fact of the day. I'm, so you're hands on. No, no, wait. Get, <laughs> get ready to have your mind blown. My, Seriously. So we don't we don't actually work with them, unfortunately, but I know the guys, the, the ownership of, uh, of right. Pornhub and all their sites, and their their uh, rate card says 15 billion, billion page visits a day worldwide but between all of their sites. I 15 think they have five billion. Sites. Now, how many people are on the whole billion. planet? Yeah, sometimes it's one guy getting a hundred. Doesn't matter. <laughs> how many How many, How many? many people are on the human planet? Six billion. Five, six yeah. billion? Yeah. So it's five, six billion. And out of that, how many do you think don't have internet? A lot. Right? Uh, at least at least 40% of the world doesn't have internet. 15 billion hits a day. Where's, oh, where's the region? Is. What region is dominant? That'd be interesting. Uh, so I actually I have those stats. I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> their their data card's awesome. Yeah. It's like I mean, compared to the other guys I work with, they're Numbers the most amazing. Lie. And they It's uh, gotta be the United States. The, the US well it's funny, the US, Probably the UK <laughs> and the <laughs> you're trying to throw yourself under the, the bus. Well, you never going, going back, yeah. <laughs> The, the U.S., the U.K., and I think uh, there was no, it was some former USSR country, like like a very weird like. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to name. Yeah, I don't want to. Hunter Lithuania. Is it a country that Hunter works in? <laughs> Lithuania or something like that. Oh, had, it's Hunter uh, Biden. Yeah. Has a huge. Holy cow! Oh, All right, wow. so who's on next week? Uh, next week we are going to talk to the Smoking Chicks. Oh, okay, yeah. They actually, they, they, tickle, they tickle, just, tickle. Three That's a on. great transition. I won't be it? here. Right? They, they actually just did a video with Terrence Riley. I guess they visited. Uh, oh, I saw the Salif. pictures. I didn't see a video. You oh. know, they did a video. They visited his factory. They went mm. down there. Oh, so they were at the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival? No, 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 no. They, they visited the, uh, in the Miami, factory. right? Well, oh, the, they went to the warehouse oh, they went in Miami. Miami. Okay. Um, and um, one of them is Smokini. Yeah, who, uh, Smokini. We, you know, we've talked. We, we know who she is, and she's teamed up with two other ladies. And I think they're starting this. Like, look, I, I love women in this cigar industry. Yeah, I, I think we need more. Of it. We've yeah. talked about it before. And um, yeah, <laughs> calm they, down, Adam. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you have to sit. I'm tickle, not going to be here tickle. next week. Oh, you <laughs> have to sit over here. We have three pretty women. I know. One of my so favorite upset. customers is uh, women on uh, pairings up in uh, media. I'm telling you, they're I, actually down in, in Central America. I, they're amazing. I think it's the best thing for our industry to yeah, have Julie's more active and, very talented. And, and, and involved women in our industry. Usually, so. usually more competent in business too. Let's be honest. Typically, sometimes. <laughs> Hello. Sometimes. So yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a great show. It'll be a very Don't exciting show. Tune in. Sure do I need in. to like get a straight jacket for Adam? No, keep, maybe he'll a, be over here so he'll yes. be separated. <laughs> maybe a bib for the drool. <laughs> Maybe a bit. I can't wait. The whole show is going to be Adam and his talking to girl well, voice. Don't like, AJ smokes. Hey, how are you? Oh yeah, AJ will be here. Yeah, oh, no, actually, next week he maybe not be here too. Oh, he'll be might be missing. No, yeah, he's got to oh, work next man. week. Oh man, uh, AJ smokes. God, I come on all the wrong times. You guys have Bloody Marys, burgers. I know. Oh, you got you to come when we have Evan Darnell on from the Red Meat Lovers Club. Oh. Uh, well, I've been following that. I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely odd.
Like, All right, take us so, out, man. Uh, Mickey, thank you for being here. Best of luck. Uh, Thanks for having May, me. March 17th. Make sure you look for it. All Saint Cigars, they'll be available at hopefully your favorite retailer very soon. Best of luck. Uh, keep up the good work. Until then, as always, next week, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Cigar Fairy's making round. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.